boom and we are live what is going on everybody welcome back to the latest episode of the tim king show right here on the bloodline entertainment network that's right the bloodline entertainment network your home for the tim king show plus so many other great podcast sports wrestling entertainment so while you're here hit that like hit that subscribe button go back to the other shows hit that like hit the subscribe button do it again, do it again, tell a friend, and do it again right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Holy hell, what a WrestleMania weekend we just had from Friday through shit tonight. NXT is just wrapping up, but it was a crazy weekend. You can tell my voice is a little hoarse. I watch wrestling from early Friday morning, and I'm still watching wrestling live while we're doing this right now. We got NXT on. It was a crazy, crazy, crazy weekend. So many matches. So many great moments, but if you're reading the ticker down below, you can see, and like always on the Tim King show, I'm not alone. So I want to go ahead and I want to bring in my boys from the in time wrestling podcast. And, uh, I told just, or I told Jeremy, he, he looks off. I shaved my head. Justin shaved his head. Jeremy, I don't know what's going on, bro. I'm going to shave your head. But throw your hands up. Bro, you're too sweet. Up. My boys from the In Time Wrestling Podcast hit me with a double boom, baby. Oh. Fellas, fellas, what is going on? How you feeling, Justin? What's up, man? Oh, man. Happy to be back. Always. You know that. Every single time when we get to do some bangers and slappers every time, I'm always up for it, brother. Hell yeah. We saw a lot of meat getting banged and slapped this past weekend. A lot of meat getting banged and slapped. Jeremy, how you doing, my dude? I'm doing as best as I possibly can be, brother. Good. Good. Good to hear. And, you know, like I, like I said before um, the last episode, we're going to try to do Saturday nights going forward. But if we got a pay-per-view Saturday night and we do a watch-along, it's hard to wait all the way till that following Saturday Yes. We got a little airspace open on, on the Bloodline Entertainment Network on a Tuesday night right now. Let's hop on. Let's talk about it because, fuck, I couldn't wait a whole week to talk about this. Guys, there was so much wrestling. So first and foremost, I want to go ahead and I want to thank my wife, all right, um, for dealing with the amount of wrestling that – I know she likes wrestling. She loves wrestling. But the amount of wrestling that went on in my household this weekend was ridiculous. From the time I woke up Friday morning – to, again, still, right now, wrestling has been on my television screen. And ironically, <laughs> she's watching Total Divas. Like, she's already watched it. I've watched it, but she's going back and re-watching it just for fun. So wrestling is literally outside on my television 24-7 this whole weekend. So it's been <laughs> I want to definitely thank her, throw it up to her, give her a mad shout-out for dealing with it. But Friday morning. You had well for me. I went back and I watched the multiverse, uh, or Impact Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Then I went back and I watched ROH from Thursday because I want to make sure that I was caught up at the Go Home Show going into Supercard of Honor. Then I watched Supercard of Honor. Then SmackDown. Then the WWE Hall of Fame. Then NXT Stand and Deliver. Then Night One. Then Night Two. Then the fucking WWE got sold, and then the fucking Raw after WrestleMania. Like, holy hell. Like, it was, I get, it was like 30 hours of wrestling consumption, and no complaining here. I, I mightily, mightily enjoyed it. And me and the fellas, we're going to go through, and we're going to talk about our favorite matches of the weekend. We're going to talk about our favorite moments of the weekend. 
and then we'll just do topic battle royal and just we'll shoot shit about whatever we want to talk about until we get out of here tonight. Uh, a couple of comments before we go. Let's see what we got. Great in Bin Buster. Go check out his channel. He's always doing great stuff. Banging with the ultimate banger. That's right. Bangers and slappers, baby. Bangers and slappers, baby. Nick, the Universal Wrestling Podcast. What's good? Big shout out to Keith as well. Uh, he had his baby boy. Congratulations, man. Congratulations, man. It's big, big, big news from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Broadcast time in the future. I will raise my glass to you. Always, always. We got Dylan, World Elite Podcast. Justin was all over their network this past weekend. Go out and check him out. Him and Marcus did great, great stuff. Dylan, thank you for tuning in, man. Appreciate you. I Isaac, what's up, man? Isaac, go check out Isaac's YouTube too, man. Isaac's always doing the uh, his own little WWE universe as well, man. Diehard, passionate fan. Go check out Isaac's network. Thank you all for tuning in. Really appreciate you guys being here. But... Like I said, let's just run it down really quick. I'm not going to like deep dive into everything, but you had multiverse. Like I said, we had some really fun stuff at multiverse. Jeff Cobb defeated Moose in a match of just hosses, dude. Just really fun match. Did you guys check out multiverse or no? It's the only show I missed. Only show I missed. Jeremy? Yeah, I, I missed it as well. I mean, I don't blame you guys. It was really hard for me to fit in. I was, I'm up with my kids at like 630. So it's and I got the two TV, so it's really easy for me just to throw it on the one TV and call it a day. So I don't miss blame you for missing because again, thirty hours of fucking wrestling consumption this weekend, yeah. insanity, dude. And that's without even hitting the indie stuff. Like I wanted to hit the Josh Barnett stuff so bad, and I just didn't have time because when was the time? You know, when was the time? But you know, I will go back and I will I will watch that stuff for sure because we love indie wrestling as well. But Jeff Cobb defeated, defeated Moose in a, in a fun match. In number one contender match, Diana Peraza defeated Masha Slamovich, Giselle Shaw, and Amir Yashmita. Oh, that was a lot of fun, dude. Diana, I think she'll be the one to go and take this belt off of Mickey. That'll be awesome. Um, Tanahashi defeated Speedball in what would have been the match of the night if it wasn't for the Impact World Tag Team Championship, where Ace Austin, Chris Bay defeated the Motor City Machine Guns, TMDK, and... My boy is Aussie Open in Big Dump Truck Davis, dude. <laughs> because I got to watch Aussie, Aussie Open wrestle three times on Friday, and it was amazing. Like I said, I had Multiverse, and then I watched the replay of ROH, which they wrestle on. And then Supercard of Honor. Oh, my God, that tag team match. Oh, fuck. Jesus, we'll talk about that for sure. So it was really nice watching them. And then Kushida defeated, Kushida defeated Leo Rush. Kenta defeated Minoru Suzuki, and then again, Tanahashi defeated Speedball Mike Bailey in the main event, which was a really fun match. Probably the match of the night, but, you know, we like exciting spots and whatnot. That tag team match was a lot of fun. So I'd go back and check out that card if you did have time. ROH Supercard of Honor. This was a fun card. The American fans got spoiled this weekend. If you don't see New Japan often, Hiroshi Tanahashi wrestled again on this card. He wrestled Danny Garcia. He beat him. It was a fun match. El Io del Kingo defeated Commander. God, that was a really fun match as well. Ooh. Athena defeated Yuka Sasaki. That was a fun match. Let me see. The Embassy defeated AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik. So much for Brian Cage leaving. Or maybe he does. Who knows? And then the big matches. You had the Lucha Brothers defeat Aussie Open, the Kingdom, Top Flight, Roosh, and Release to Co. in the Reach for the Sky 
tag team championship match and that ladder match. That match, fuck, that was one of the best matches of the weekend. Top five match of the weekend for me. And, you know, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the moment itself with the Lucha Brothers claiming the tag team championship, the Kingdom and Matt Taven crying as they were getting into the ring, looking up, just, you know, I didn't realize him and Jay Briscoe were so tight. I didn't realize the Kingdom and the Briscoes had such a feud. So you had the, the Lucha Brothers in there who were so tight with the Briscoes. And then you had the Kingdom who were super tight with the Briscoes. And then you just had the brothers, you know, ma- the match full of brothers, which was super cool with Top Flight and then Rushin's release to come. So that just added to it as well. And obviously the Lucha Brothers, Aussie Open, and the Kingdom are like brothers as well. So that was awesome. How about Shibata going over Wheeler Yuta for the Pure Championship? Who saw that come in? I didn't. I thought, I thought Wheeler was going to pull it out somehow. I know you can't cheat with pure rules, but I thought Wheeler is going to pull it out. And I didn't know that he was a, a student to Shibata. So I like how they told that story. Shibata didn't just beat him. Shibata beat that ass, dude. And Mox took Wheeler to the ring. So it's very possible that we might get a Mox Shibata match down the road. What about a Shibata Brian match oh. down the road? Mm, 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 mm. They just set that up. So I love seeing that. And then Samoa Joe. God, it was the story of the weekend. Three matches. Three matches booked the same way, kind of, sort of. Samoa Joe went over Mark Briscoe for the ROH Television Championship, and it was like, oh, damn. Kind of, the, you know, it was the first of three deflating moments of the weekend, and that was one of them. Second one, then, was the main event of this evening, Eddie and Claudio. Claudio defeated Eddie Kingston, and it was the same thing. It was like, oh, man, like, you just didn't. Because, like, Eddie said you were a piece of shit if you missed this show. Well, no, fuck you, Eddie. I spent $40 because I expected you to win the championship because you said I'm a piece of shit if I don't watch this show, bro. So, no. I, it, first of all, it was well worth all of my 40 bucks. ROH Supercard of Honor was a fucking yes. sensational pay-per-view. But, yeah, that was kind of a, t- a kick in the dick, Eddie not winning that belt. But storytelling, Eddie will beat Claudio for that title down the road. I don't know if Mark Briscoe gets the belt from Joe. But, you know, storytelling, we get further into the weekend. WWE Hall of Fame was fucking awesome. I want to give a shout out. Sammy Guevara and Takeshka on Rampage. All right. Random Rampage shout out during this weekend. Who would have thunk it? But go out of your way to see that Takeshka and Sammy Guevara match. It was a lot of fun. And I want to remind people why Sammy Guevara is a pillar and why people like me fucking have loved him from day one. Stud, stud, stud. Yeah, NXT stand and deliver. Chase U went over Schism. Um, Jagger and Fowler are gone. Grizzly Young Vets are gone. That's you know maybe I'll get your take on that shortly. NXT Women's Championship was awesome. Indy Hartwell with the moment of moments with with Dexter fucking Loomis propelling her to the top of the ladder to get the win. That was so goddamn cool. Wesley, this match banger, dude, banger. Wesley went over Ilya Dragunov, Dragon Lee, JD McDonough, and Axiom. That match was so much fun. The triple threat tag team match, probably the most disappointing match of the weekend. Thought the Creed brothers were going to win. And not only the Creed brothers not win it, but they botched a horrible, horrible spot. Yeah. I wouldn't even say go back and watch it because I'm a huge Creed brother mark and I don't want that. Like, I don't want that juju around them. So just ugh, hope that gets deleted, you know? Unsanctioned match, your boy, Grayson Waller and Johnny Gargano tore the fucking house down. Tore it down. I'm sure we'll talk about that match. Great match. The NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. Isla Donna Alba Fire went over Canada. James and Fallon Huntley. Good, good, good win. 
I like how they came together. They look really good together as well. Hopefully they can do something in that tag division. And in the main event, Mellow Don't Miss went over Braun Breaker. And for me, I got I got screwed. I'll talk about that. When, I'm sure we talk about that in a little bit. I didn't get to like watch it live. My TV froze. I went back to like watch it. Didn't get to watch it. Saw the Mellow One. Didn't get a replay on the cock for like hours. So by that time, I didn't even care anymore. Like, ugh, that was so disappointing. So I didn't even get to like see this huge match I've been waiting for. I digress, dude. Glad that Mellow won. Definitely deserved WrestleMania. I'll spit it quick. Theory over Cena for the U.S. title. That men's showcase tag match was a banger, dude. Banger, dude. Banger, banger, banger. That match was so much fun. Street Profits went over Alpha Academy, Braun Strowman, and Ricochet, and the Viking Raiders. Seth Rollins and Logan Paul had a one-up that last match, and they did. It was awesome. Probably the weakest match of the night. Becky, Lita, and Trish went over Damage Control. Don't get it. Don't get it at all. And, hey, Bailey's tweet. Maybe we'll talk about that. Ray and Dom. Ray and Dom. God, top five story of the weekend. Probably top five match of the weekend. Ray and Dom was great. SmackDown Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley finally gets her due over Charlotte Flair. That was awesome. And spoiler alert, my match of the weekend. Awesome fucking match, dude. Banger. Pat McAfee defeated The Miz. That was silly. And the Raw, ta- Raw and SmackDown tag titles. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeated The Usos in a great moment in a super fun match. Night two. Let's talk about moments. F5 to the monster Brock over Omas. I told you all that was going to be a fun match. Haters. Omas Sapien right here. Omas Mania. No, that was fucking dope. Um, that women's showcase. Ronda and Shayna went over Raquel and Liv. Chelsea and Sonia. Natalia and Shotzi. Looks like Ronda still hurt though because Ronda had like no involvement in that match. So we'll see what's going on there. Uh, Liv and Raquel did win a number women's number one contender match over Damage Control. Four of those tag belts, they get a shot next week at Becky and Lita. So that's a very interesting match. Let's see what else we got. Oh, my God. You want to talk about bangers and slappers and bangers and slappers? Gunther went over Sheamus and Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental title. And as badly as I wanted Sheamus to win that belt and get his Grand Slam championship, I get Gunther going over. Haven't beat Hockey Talk Man's record. Keep solidifying that run, especially if Roman's going to be world champion and, and, you know, Cody's not going to win it. Let Gunther continue this dominant reign. I understand it. I get it. Great fucking match. So all three of those guys are so fucking phenomenal. Superstars in every every aspect of the word. Raw Women's Championship. Bianca coming out and dancing with those kids was such a fucking awesome moment. That's what we talk about. WrestleMania is about moments. That was a moment right there. Especially when you found out that little girl's mom passed away that morning. Like, that's crazy. Such big ups to her to just be able to have that poison go out there and do that. And Bianca, God, role model, yeah, top five women of all time, three WrestleMania wins. Bianca Belair is it, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I was disappointed Oscar lost, but after Bianca came out with just dancing with those kids, I was like, I don't even care if she beats Asuka, and had a feeling she would, and she did. Snoop Dogg defeated The Miz <laughs> because Shane McMahon came out and tore a quad. That was awkward as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> awkward as fuck. But Snoop Dogg, you want to talk about improvisation? My God, that guy acted like he was a 20-year pro, dude. Two rights, uh, people's elbow for the one, two, three over The Miz. Great improv by both Snoop and The Miz and the ref giving them the signal, I'm sure. Hell in a cell, Edge and Finn Balor. Oh, my God. This match was fucking incredible. The concerto shot to end it was absolutely awesome. And how about Finn's head just split down the middle of that gash? And how about the WWE doctors just fucking stitch his head right back up? 
right there on the spot. And then for him to take that concerto not long after it. Big ups to Edge and Finn. Great match. And big ups to the doctors and the main event. <laughs> and I'm not going to dog this main event. You know why? Because I, I forgot. I'm so sorry. I said Rhea and Charlotte was the, was the match of the weekend. No. Roman and Cody was the match of the weekend. By far and away, the best match of the weekend. In-ring, storytelling, start to finish. Roman and Cody was the match of the weekend. The Tribal Chief, 940-plus days, continues his title reign, goes over Cody Rhodes in front of 81,000 people. Cody comes out. He gives his belt to Brody Jr. Brandy's there. He holds Liberty up. I'm crying. I swear to God, I'm crying. And again, if you know me, I wasn't a Cody guy in AEW, so it's not like I'm crying because I love this guy. It's just everything he's mm-hmm. done, the transition, the story, I'm so bought in. Giving the belt to Brody. Brody being acknowledged on commentary. I, I'm crying, dude. And I'm like, let's go, dude. This is our anniversary. My wife, we, we already got the champagne popping. It's Cody Mania. We're ready to go. And Tribal Chief does what he does. And he fucking piles up another body. And he gets the W. So that's the breakdown of the weekend. And we're here already. We're already here. And I see your faces. So we're going to just talk about it. Because we're here. We're on this match. We're talking about the undisputed WWE Uni- World Universal Championship. We're talking about Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes and Justin. I want your thoughts on this match. Dude, here's my thing. Justin, the match was- my bad, my bad, bro. I'm like, I saw a couple comments. Devin, yes. our tribal chief. Happy tribal chief day. I know he is so happy. He has been shouting this from the rooftops. We're going Team 1,000 days. Now he's saying it's Team WrestleMania 40, not even Team 1,000 days no more. All the way Team WrestleMania 40. But what's up, our tribal chief, Devin? Go check out Clark Street Wrestling. Obviously, we're here at Bloodline Entertainment. Now we're Clark Street Wrestling doing their thing. Thank you for tuning in, our tribal chief. As I said, I see where Dante Martin, yeah, his ankle was brutal, dude. That was nasty, nasty, nasty. But that's the risk you take, sadly, man. Streets! What's up, my dude? Appreciate you tuning in. Go check out the website, bloodlinenetwork.com. Streets put out his top 300 fantasy baseball rankings today. Just killing it. And go check out his episode of Roto Slappers last night with Blake. Big Texas Ranger dude. Great stuff. Right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Justin, talk to me about Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns. Dude, the match was fucking spectacular. But that ending sucked the life out of everything. And it still fucks with me right now. Like, it's it's still got me so much because there's just been so much back and forth all over social media. And my my whole thing just has stayed the same. Like, so I haven't said anything about the whole thing. It's just like now I get the chance to vent it here. And it's just like I, I just it just messes with me so much because we were right there, right there. And you just couldn't help but freaking keep it going. Like, Roman's not going to be here every freaking time. He's going to be out for months and then show up at a fucking random. Like, he's literally going to get to a thousand without even being here. It's ridiculous. Like, if Roman wants to be Brock Lesnar, let him be Brock Lesnar. But get these fucking titles back on television, for God's sake. Like... That ending killed me watching that. We were this close. And everybody, all I kept seeing was it was the right decision to have Roman retain because there was no adversity for Cody. And I'm just like, 
I under-fucking stand, okay? But literally, Cody had everybody invested. The story was there and everything. Like I said, the only the only issue I seen with this entire build to WrestleMania was the Royal Rumble. There was no reason why he should have won at 30. He should have won at like one or two, and that would have been about it. Other than that, everything else with that was the build up to this freaking match at WrestleMania was fantastic. Yes, there was one little messed up like, like bad segment with Paul Heyman. But other than that, the rest of the entire build, you were so invested to watch Cody do this. And the thing was, everyone talked about no, ad no adversity for Cody going into this. Well, this is the thing here. You have Cody. Like, if he, he doesn't have any adversity. Okay, I understand. But if think about it. If you put him, Roman's on this godlike level right here. That's what everyone always talks about. Roman's on a godlike level. You have to have somebody come close to being that way. And it's like... Cody was at that level pretty much. He was getting there just by winning constantly. He was there. He was getting up, getting closer to that level and closer to that level. And Roman is just sitting there like, that's the thing. Roman's at the point where it's like somebody has to be right there with him. Somebody has to be like creeping up on that level or like right on that level with him. Like when we see him face like, Matt Riddle, it's a throwaway. It's obvious he's going to win. You see him face people like Claudio when he was still here. He's going to win. But it's like you get Drew. Drew gets booked right there to stick with Roman the entire time, and they don't pull the trigger. And nobody fucking complained that there was no adversity for fucking Drew McIntyre. But then they freaking do it for Cody. It doesn't make freaking sense. The, the rain has run its it's run its course. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it here. It's right here, and I'm going to say it. The rain's run its course. If Roman's going to be off TV to be Brock Lesnar, those titles should be on somebody else and on TV. Again, Ritter talked about it in the chat, and I freaking agreed with him a thousand percent when everybody was talking about, well, maybe Cody does it at SummerSlam. Maybe Cody does it there. And I'm just like, like Ritter said, WrestleMania is not SummerSlam is not WrestleMania. Survivor Series is not WrestleMania. Any of these other pay-per-views is not WrestleMania. That is the biggest moment right there that you had sitting right there. All you had to do was flip the switch and go with it. And you absolutely just said, nope, sorry, we just got to keep this rain going. And it just, it bugs the shit out of me. It bugged the shit out of me. Oh, you muted yourself. Yep, my bad. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm with you, dude. Um, I had, again, if, if the Tribal Chief won and we go to 1,000 days, I don't hate it because I'm a Roman. I love I love the Tribal Chief. I'm a Roman Reigns mark. I think overall his presentation is top three in the world, just maybe top two in the world right behind Seth. You know what I mean? He is he is that damn good. And I did question is, is could Cody take over for him? But you're spot on, man. WrestleMania is about moments. 81,000 large. You just took off your belt and gave it to Brody Jr. You just held up your daughter while kissing your wife. You're finishing the story. Uh -huh. Roman didn't need to get this win. I don't under going to 1,000 days does what? Going to WrestleMania at 40 does what? Having Cody face WWE diversity does or adversity does what? 
he did that. He was stardust. He was Cody Rhodes with no knee pads. He had fucking trunks to fucking boots, nothing in between. He was in Legacy. He did stardust. He got offered $500,000. He left. He won an ROH championship. He won an NWA championship. He won an Impact championship. He became, he won the NWA World's Championship. He started his own company. He came back on the biggest stage when he could have resigned with AEW, but WWE wanted him. $5 million. Brought him back 10 times what he was offered offered the first time. Came back. Beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Beat Seth Rollins again. Beat Seth Rollins with a broken peck. All right? In Hell and Cell. He faced adversity his whole career. So, the, and Justin, if they didn't tell a good story leading up to this match, I would I would have understood. But they told a beautiful story. Everything back and forth with Paul Heyman and him, him, is, him and Roman's interactions were absolutely beautiful. So Cody should have won this match. It hurt my stomach. The, it should have been Cody, belt up, fireworks, little Brody smiling, Liberty smiling, dude, Brandy. Like, that was the story. And if they wanted Roman to get the belt back a month later and hold that belt to WrestleMania 40 and have Cody need to, like, chase him or something, because the chase with the baby face, I say it all the time. The money is in the chase, right? But at the end of the day, the money is in the moment, just like Daniel Bryan at 30 and Kofi Mania. This was Cody's time to shine. 81,000 large, 78 of them were fucking screaming for Cody. They needed to pull that trigger. There will... You could have him go out and do what he's going to do with Brock, and you could build him to wrestle. You could build him to SummerSlam or build him to 40. But you, you got Seth Rollins lingering on that playing field right now. And Seth's going to be more over than Cody when it's all said and done in three months, six months, 12 months, or hell, he's already more over than Cody. So, like, how do you then justify putting Cody over without splitting the belt? I digress. I'm going to let Jeremy talk. I want to hit the comments really quick, dude. Isaac says, they should have made it for the WWE title. He could have kept the Universal title. Still hit a thousand days. He's a huge Roman mark, but the interference of his matches are annoying. I get it. He's kind of got to win to keep telling that story. Devin says, if Cody would have won, the fans would have been tired of him after three months. I do agree with that. Yes. But then you could have turned him heel at Seth Gowen, but I, I digress. That's another conversation. But I agree. Devin says, if Kobe, Cody would have won, the fans would have been tired of him in three months. Roman is on dynasty mode. The story was never about Cody. It's about the tribal chief. Forever champ. Mm. So yeah, maybe now we're, pushing, we're pushing past. We're pushing close to three years and people are getting tired of it. That's the thing. It's so just see. like you're you're just chugging along on fumes here. And it's really freaking just it's really kind of bad to just have it that way. And again, with Roman being part time now, it doesn't make it any better. Like I said, if Roman wants to be Brock, let him be Brock, but get those titles back on television, for God's sake. Yeah, no, I got you. Street says they did a fantastic job from his debut to Mania as a cause. I was like, Stardust was a mid-card mid -card loser. Wow. Stardust is a mid-card loser when he left. Then this happened, and they had me ready to get a neck tattoo. Streets is a Roman guy and Streets I'm fairly certain wanted Roman to win that match though but yeah they did a good job of telling that story let's see Brian what's up Brian Cook thank you so much for tuning in brother he says WWE had the ultimate chance to pull the trigger and give fans the climax the bloodline saga needed aka the Sting versus Hogan at Starcade 97 they didn't do it and Wrestlemania ended up a waste alright 
Let's see. Devin says, Cody will be fine. You guys sound like Bianca when she lost SummerSlam 26 seconds. Just relax. Yo, I do think that Cody will be fine. I just think the story was there in front of 81,000 large. But I, I, I do see your point that the story could have been or obviously was about Roman Reigns because clearly it was about him holding those belts up for a third straight year. Or he says, not correction, not you people, <laughs> you, Justin. That's that's fair. We gotta still see what Jeremy's gotta say because I've been babbling like crazy. We're hitting the chat. Chat's popping. I appreciate you guys popping in the chat. Cody is still over his fuck. I'm not sure why they wrote him off last night. I don't think they wrote him off last night. He'll be back by May. But is Brock and Cody the planet backlash? Because Roman isn't gonna be there. Yes, I believe that is gonna be the case. Mario Lopez, thank you so much for tuning in, brother. Really appreciate it. They are milking it um for Roman Reigns to hit that belt for 1,000 days. I agree, which is cool. I get it. I don't, you know, 1,000 days is a huge, huge, huge feat. I love the tribal chief. And someone, I believe it was Bakley, he said, you know, what if they're just doing it for Cody to have to go through Brock and then Roman it's 1,000 days and then Cody then looks like an ultimate superhero when he beats Roman at SummerSlam, but I don't know. I don't know. What if Cody's not the guy? Seth, Seth, guys, Seth. I've been screaming about Seth getting a belt for years. I'm not even feeling that whole situation. Like, that's just... So unnecessary. Like, we get it. Brock can't challenge for the titles, and Cody can, and Brock's pissed off because he can't challenge. But it's like, I don't want to see Cody and Brock. I don't want to freaking... Like I said, Cody is freaking, like, starting to, like, be, like, right here. And now we're just like, oh, hey, you want to just have him fight Brock for a little bit? Because... Now we could give some. Now we could give the adversity that everybody fucking begged and pleaded for. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, Isaac makes a good point. They're comparing it to the Cena story, right? Where mm-hmm. Brock came out the Raw after Mania, beat Cena down after Cena lost to the Rock. They told that whole story where Cena went the full year, came back, and then won the, the championship. Maybe they're gonna try to do that with Cody for sure. Devin says, "Let's be real. Part-time Tribal Chief shows up more than Brock. Oh yeah, than part-time Brock. Yes, yes, absolutely." And I'm down for Cowboy Brock and Cody. Not even Cowboy Brock. Badass motherfucking Brock and Cody. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Jeremy, I want your thoughts on this match right here. Roman and Cody, give it to us. Uh, well, I'm I'm just going to say I'm not going to go into as big as a, as a rant as my brother did because I, I feel basically the same as you two. I'm in, I'm in the boat that the moment was there. There was no reason not to to pull it, to pull the trigger, and they just they just didn't. The the number one thousand was. I know what you're. <laughs> Yo, I, bro, I don't mean to cut you off, but we're getting a live Braun Breaker heel turn on NXT live on the Tim King Show, talking to Russell because, like we said earlier, WrestleMania weekend is not over yet. We got the return of Noam Dar. We got the return of Cora Jade. We got an NXT Women's Title Defense, and now we got a heel turn from Brown Breaker on Carmelo. Good shit, trick. Good shit, bro. And that's awesome because now feed into that crowd, feed off Absolutely. of that crowd, feed Absolutely. off of that. Let's go, Jeremy. Again, sorry, my dude. I just couldn't like. I'm looking at this like shit. I see Justin like shit. <laughs> but uh. The, the, the number 1,000 was just way too much of... It was way too intriguing for WWE not to pull the trigger on Cody. It was just too... It was too intriguing. 
Like it was too. They saw all the interest. They're like, oh, we're we're gonna get all these this this hype around Roman Reigns hitting a thousand days. He's the first person in fucking quadruple digit title reign since fucking Hogan or some shit. And it's just like, I no, I don't. I didn't want to see this big, huge pop in circumstance for Roman Reigns hitting a thousand days because I, I knew eventually it was going, Roman's reign was going to get like stale. And it's to the point that it's starting to get to that because I said immediately after the main event, I tweeted it out and I said it and I still feel that way. Cody's loss wouldn't have felt so painful to some people, me included, if it wasn't the same old shit that we've seen in 85% of Roman Reigns' title defenses. It wouldn't have hurt if it was just help every single time. If Roman Reigns is on God mode and dynasty mode, like people are saying, why does he need Solo? Why does he need the Usos? And why does he need Paul Heyman for every single title defense. If he's on God mode, he should be winning on his own. He doesn't need the help of four other people to get him a win if he's on a different level. He's... The the whole thing of him being on God mode is just words. He's just saying it to put himself on a different level think he's on a different level than everyone else, but in reality, he's using everybody possible to retain. Because if he doesn't, he knows that there's more of a chance that of him losing than anything. Cody has proved it. Drew has proved it. Hell, even Sammy has proved it. That if he doesn't have help, they're like inches away from winning. KO. Inches. KO. Exactly. Seth. Yeah. If he doesn't have help to win, they are inches away from winning. And it's True. it's it's just gotten tiresome to see every single match of Roman Reigns have Roman Reigns win because of Solo, Jay, Jimmy, all three, Paul Heyman, all four of them. Like it's it's just gotten to the point where I'm like can we just get something else it's alright so fuck it so when is something else and who is something else when does it happen who beats Roman and when I, I feel like this whole thing like Isaac said in the chat earlier I think this is a John Cena after he lost to the Rock moment they're going to have they're going to throw everything in Cody's face they're going to give people the adversity that they want to they wanted to see from Cody in the first place and he's going to get to the point where probably at SummerSlam they take it off but like you guys said SummerSlam is not Wrestlemania that moment is not there anymore everyone's everyone's hype is dwindling on Cody because they saw what happened at WrestleMania. He lost. They saw what happened on Raw, which when you're in a match against Brock Lesnar, presumably you can never fucking, you can never guarantee a win against Brock Lesnar. So it's like if, if he loses to, if Cody loses to Brock Lesnar, what happens? 
people are going to lose interest even more. They're going to lose hope more and more. And those those woes during his entrance are going to start shrinking and getting quieter and quieter and quieter. And it's going to get to the point where people backstage are going to go, well, people are losing interest. Well, I wonder why people are losing interest. Because you ruined the one chance you had at a John Cena-type fucking level babyface for the number a thousand. Yo, and this this is what I was thinking too when I was watching the show. I was like, Dusty lost the flair so many times with Four Horsemen and J.J. Dillon's interference. But dude, I didn't feel like it was like not just Cody because Cody's just getting started. And, and maybe that's, again, the story that they want to tell is the Dusty flair story, right? Dusty had a chase and chase and chase before he finally got his big win at Starcade. Shit, Brian could fill me, but I think it was Starcade 85, I want to say. Where he finally got his big win. I think Dusty got the big win at 85. Um, so he had a chase for a little bit before he did it and actually chase. So like, what if Roman does hold this till 40? And but Cody cannot lose the Brock, Justin. Cody Cody cannot lose the Brock. I I'm with you there. There's no Cody loses to Brock, you might as well fucking say screw it at this point. But then yeah. again, that's the fucking problem here. If Cody isn't the one, who is the one? That is the problem here. That's nobody is set up you. to face Roman, and nobody is set up to beat Roman. And so, that's the problem here. So who now is it? Just recycling people to get Roman's fucking stats enhanced. And that's all it is at this point. And that's the fucking thing that throws me off here. Like, so I didn't, I'm, not trying to rant. Like, I'm not trying to rant about the whole thing, but it just it bugs the shit out of me. Rant, when you, rant away. Here's your mic. Spit, bro. Like I said, when you have you have a moment like that, and you just realize, hey, what's next for Roman? Instead of recycling the same shit over and over again for another whole year, like, wouldn't you rather something different at this point? Like, it's gonna get tired. It is. It's literally getting tiresome. What is going? Like, what are we doing here? Like, Roman's now fucking. Lowered his schedule to be part time. It makes it worse. It just makes it worse the entire time. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And let's see what Nick says. It's not about Cody or Roman. It's about the story. Roman going over made the most sense. Did he agree with it? No. Um, but that's his opinion. Devin says uh, NXT after Mania definitely better than Raw after Mania. It's decided. Yes. 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 Big time facts. Isaac could call Hayes getting over as a face. Yeah, crowd already turned on Braun, or they planted people to turn on Braun. Either way, it's a good call going that way. Streets is a sucker for pomp and circumstance. Yeah, man, give Cody that belt with fireworks, dude. Yeah, you know, Graydon, does Cody win or that star kid? I don't know. <laughs> um, Mario says uh, he loves Roman Reigns. However, what, what was the point of Cody winning the Rumble if he was only going to lose? Yeah, man, I... We've been saying JD in the house, Russell Bread every Thursday night, right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Go check out JD. Two, three killer shows last week. Her show, episode 180, WrestleMania Night 1, WrestleMania Night 2. Watch along. JD absolutely killed it this weekend. Go check her and Russell Bread out for sure. Thank you for tuning in. Great and Gunther is the man. <clears throat> Imperium versus Bloodline. 
Uh, I don't know. They go there. Heel route. I don't think so. JD says the bloodline story is a moneymaker. WWE is not ready to let it go. I feel that. You got merch sales with all the fucking bloodline shirts. You still got the Roman and Uso stories. You still got some unfinished beef, beef with Solo and Roman that could go down. I I, I get it. I, tr trust me. I, I get it. I get the financial side of it. Like Street said, I'm also a sucker for pop and circumstance. Now I'm a sucker for moments. And that would have been the biggest moment of the weekend. It could have been Mark Briscoe holding up the TV championship. It could have been Eddie Kingston holding up the ROH World Championship. Or it could have been Cody, should have been Cody holding up these championships. None of it happened. Um, so, like, the biggest quote-unquote moments didn't happen. But before we get into the matches of the weekend, before we get into topic Battle Royal, I just want to talk about the moments of the weekend for you guys. And I'll go myself really quick. Um, I'll just run it down. It's not like in any specific order. And it's going to be like all over the place. So you guys will be like, what the fuck? But here are my <laughs> moments of the weekend, okay? Ray's Hall of Fame speech. Conan's Hall of Fame um, for introduction. What's the word? Uh, I forget the word I'm looking for. But Conan introducing Ray out there, he did a million times better job than Ric Flair did introducing Muda, Okay. But Conan putting Ray in the Hall of Fame, oh, my God. Conan's speech about Ray, his induction speech, was amazing. And then Ray's speech, and I didn't know, like, like how young he was when he started. I know his wife was there since day one just backing him up. I didn't know that in the Mysterio household that they looked at God first and then Conan. I didn't know that Conan wanted to be adopted by Ray. Like, I just didn't know, like, in a, again... Like, I saw the whole luchador, lucha libre thing come into effect. Like, I watched it. I witnessed it. But I didn't truly understand and witness how much influence Rey Mysterio had on that scene. And I didn't realize that his first real match was him coming in and winning the Cruiserweight Championship from Dean Malenko. How cool. So that in itself was amazing to me. As well as him beating Dom. Like, you get in the Hall of Fame, then you beat your son at WrestleMania. Now, that will be a one-year story where he will lose his mask guarantee it we'll talk about that at a much later date for sure ko and sammy we talked about this moment forever what a great great moment and then winning the tag belts hugging it out celebrating in the ring rhea ripley beating charlotte in a top three match of the weekend the lucha bros winning the tag team championships celebrating with mark briscoe and celebrating with ftr and celebrating with the kingdom like the whole roh celebration around the tag belts and jay briscoe Super fucking dope to me. And I had Indy Hartwell's moment. Her getting the crowning moment, the Zack Ryder-esque moment. Indy wrestling with Dexter Loomis just showing up, putting his head between her legs and propelling her to victory. How cool is that? But even cooler was Johnny Gargano getting his shine in NXT, getting his win over Grayson Waller and getting the ending, getting his wife involved in the match with baby wrestling sitting right there. And the end with Indy and her belt and Dexter. Oh, what a fucking moment with the wave. What a great, great, great moment that was. Brock F5-ing Omas. My God. My God, was that a moment. All right, I wanted it. I got it. Bianca dancing with those kids. That was absolutely beautiful. You talk about moments. Those kids will never forget that in the rest of their lives, dude. Love what Bianca's doing. I just concerto to Finn Balor to end that feud for fucking a year-long feud. Finalize that bitch. Loved it. And we should have had Cody, we should have had Mark Briscoe, and we should have had Eddie Kingston, or should have had one of them, we got none of them. Carmella winning was cool, too. But those were my big moments of the weekend. Justin, what did you have, man? 
like moments, I think you just basically covered like all of them that I had right there. Like the ladder match and just how special it was at Supercard of Honor. Like, yeah, I still am having PTSD about Dante's fucking injury the entire time. But that match was just absolutely incredible. And the moment of after that, just how special it was to all, everybody there where it was like, this is for Jay. This is for Mark. Like Mark being out there to to, to embrace the team and FTR. Like that was just fucking awesome. I'm even going to go there and I'm going to say it. Like I enjoyed the shit out of Omos and Brock. And that's coming from me. I had no fucking interest into it. But I enjoyed the moments of watching Omos get thrown around and then taking that F5 like a fucking champ because he actually took it fucking well. Yes, Charlotte, yes, did. Charlotte actually not fucking trying to just smother her opponent was the one thing for me. Like, I actually felt happy to give Charlotte some praise because it's been so fucking long and for like forever since I've got to give her any kind of praise because she's always, every time we see her against an opponent, it's I don't give myself up to my opponent or anything like that. And I just make my opponents look like shit. But this one, it's like her and Rhea just melded together. They put on a fucking incredible match. And it's like, I actually got to praise Charlotte for once for actually, you know, putting the ego aside and putting a fucking awesome match together with Rhea Ripley and actually, you know, making a moment like that. Like her at the end, sitting on the ground, looking up at Rhea going, I'm so proud of what I just did. And she should have, because she actually did incredibly well in that. Like I was amazed. Hell yeah. Yes. Sammy and KO winning the tag titles. Amazing. The story there has been incredible. So worth it. And the story told in the match, just as incredible. There was just, there was so much stuff here. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Like, I just give it to the entire weekend of wrestling. The oh, week, yeah. the entire weekend of wrestling is just the moment for me. Like, it's just wrestling fans just get to rejoice in just getting surrounded in wrestling. And that was the best part, really. 30 hours of consumption, like I said. And this man, we got a very, very, very special guest. I know. I didn't know it was coming. But we got a very, very, very special guest. And I think we all know what his moment of the weekend was. But we're going to bring him on. And he did live watch along for WrestleMania Night Long. Live watch along WrestleMania Night 2. Throw your motherfucking ones up. Clark Street Wrestling, our tribal chief. Our man, Devin, what's good, baby? Welcome to the Tim King Show, brother. What's going on, brothers? What is going on? I had to come on real quick. When I heard some of the tribal chief slander, I was like, oh, oh, we're going go. to talk about that. Okay, okay. I understand. I understand. A little heightened, a little emotional after the dramatic scene of the tribal chief standing tall. Both for the titles again, going like this, like I said I would. <laughs> thousand day reign. Hashtag team 1,000 days. Hashtag team WrestleMania 40. That is the new destination. That is where we headed. Now, Justin and Jeremy. Mm -mm -mm. Oh. 
That's Calvin. Travel He's he's boring, right? He's his reign is is getting getting tired. It's run its course, my guy. I'm sorry, dude. Who I'm sorry. Who 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 can it be? I don't. That's the thing. That's the problem here. Nobody is really ready now. You had your every time they get an opportunity, it's right there. They've now had three. You've had Drew, you've had Sammy, you've had Cody, and none of them you pulled the trigger on. So just, let me, oh, go ahead. My fault. You wouldn't finish. My fault. I just I just don't see what else next. That's the problem here. So let me ask you this question, follow-up question. Would you say Cody is the next John Cena? Like he has that presence that he can put a show on him on his back. Don't use AEW as an example, but he can put a legitimate brand on his back, publicly traded company on his back, like John Cena, like Stone Cold, like The Rock, like Hulk Hogan. Here's my, here's the thing. I'm not going to compare Cody to John Cena. Mm. Cody isn't John Cena. Cody is Cody at this point. He's gotten himself over enough by himself. He didn't have to do it any other way like that. Like people are invested in Cody. They were so locked in. Yes, everybody was, there was no adversity for Cody going into this match. But if you look at it, they were still so behind him because they were ready for it to happen. They wanted it to happen. Like they were so, it's just like, it's again, the moment is right there. They're, they're, they built this, they built Cody up just enough to where he's like creeping up on the level of Roman. And it's like, just, they slam the door shut on it. And it just stuns me. Cause it's like, every time you get somebody there, it just gets cut off and then nothing happens. And it's just, now we're just recycling everything again. But when you get it's somebody there awesome. too. It's probably going to be like Roman going through KO, Roman going through like Sammy again, Roman going through who else? Random matches. What? They're going to throw the whole Riddle thing that Riddle can't challenge again and have him fight him again? Like, why not? Why not? I'm all for it. For my tribal chief to stand tall for three years and going, uh, going forward. I just, I can't. It's so hard. It's just like, again, this was, this was the problem here. I get so because we have a moment that means Cody should be ready then because of a moment. See, it's it's again that whole everybody invested in him. They were so locked in on Cody that it was just like it's it's just that whole missed. I feel like it was a missed opportunity on it. I really didn't. I think it was just a moment. Yo, go ahead, bro. No, I was gonna say, can I, can I flip it around um, to you before I ask, or before you ask Jeremy? Because I kind of want your opinion on it. Do you think Cody Rhodes could be the next John Cena? No, no, flat out, no. And the reason why is he hasn't showed that he can carry a company. That he has that crossover appeal. Sure, we'll have him on a show, talk show here and there. Rich Eisen reports something like that, but 
you know, can I see him in big time commercials or having co starring roles in in a, in a movie or something like that, like the like the Tribal Chief, you know? No, I, I can't say that. Sure, they did their thing. Sure, he had his thing in AEW. You know, he he was uh, the the VP doing that, but WWE is a whole different ball game too. And and, and, and plus, it's filled with fickle ass fans too. Because <laughs> if Cody would have won off a fucking moment, not not earned work, not because you you feel deserve it, he's entitled. Fuck that. Put in the work like Bianca did. She lost the title. People. People, bitch. Uh, she got it back uh, at WrestleMania because she put in the work. Now she's carrying the. Now she's carrying the women's division on her fucking back. All right. Now she's got that crossover appeal. Now she is the John's the female version of John Cena because they put in the time. They put in the prep work. They put in the time. They gave us what uh, a moment last year. For Cody, had a big debut. Cool. You you had three matches with Seth. Cool. All right. And unfortunate, you know, your body broke down. You was out. We filled in with Sammy. That took off. That took over. But still, because of Sammy of a moment, that doesn't mean he was ready to take over. Even he said it, too. Even he said it out of his mouth. Like, bro, I can, I can hold a title, but to carry a brand, that's a whole fucking different ball game. It's levels to this. So I'm not saying that Cody would ever be ready. But is he ready now to take over the transfer of power from, from the tribal chief? Hell no. Hell no. Devin, can I ask you one more question, if you don't mind? Yeah. So so with that said, first of all, that was great. I, I, I agree with pretty much everything you said, to be honest with you. So... You only have one set of belts right now, right? And that's going to be on Roman for the foreseeable future, probably till WrestleMania 40. Yeah. So I know how you feel. We're our shield marks around here. I feel very much the same way. And I said it earlier, I think you were listening. I said you have Seth Rollins on this playing field as well. So it's going to be very tough now to transition anywhere from this point to get Cody to these belts. You said earlier Cody would have been stale after three months. Maybe that would have been fine and that could have been Seth's transition. But now, do you think Cody should never hold a belt? Do you think the belts need to be split for Cody to get the belts? Seth's got to be next in line, right? Like, who do you think is, I know I just threw like four questions at you, but basically <laughs> speaking, all right, Roman's got these belts, okay? Seth's got to be next in line. Cody's right around the corner as well. Do they need to split these belts? How would you go about this if you ever take the belts off your tribal chief? How would you move it to Seth or move it to Cody? First of all, I wouldn't even split the belts. I would, you know, this is my this is my fantasy book, and this is me being greedy. This is about me right now. I want the tribal chief to come out and put the two belts together and come out with a new fucking belt. And then he can carry that title from from whatever he introduced that new title until WrestleMania 40. That way he gives it prestige off that new title, build, build it up. And then whoever can take it from that, you know, from if it's, you know, uh, fantasy, I want, I want Seth. That's what I want. I think he is. You always said to pay attention to what Seth says. You always said, I am the rightful heir. 
I'm the next one. He always said that. So pay attention. Read between read between the read between the lines. Uh, but yeah, what was your next question after that? You gave me a, a loaded one. Yeah, yeah. No, I just give you a loaded question. So would you split the belts? No. Who should be next? Seth. So do, when does Cody get a belt? WrestleMania 41, 42, somewhere at like a SummerSlam? Does he not get a belt? Why does it have to be the WWE Universal or Undisputed Universal Heavyweight? How, how come it can't be the IC? How come he can't get it off Gunther? Wouldn't that be a fucking crazy We Could have done that already? Okay, but what off the? So it doesn't mean nothing getting taken off of Gunther though. <sighs> At putting his like it's just a big step backwards. Like big how step is it backwards. a big step backwards? How is well it? because he already done the Intercontinental Champion thing. He made his own Intercontinental Champion. White Strap Cody Rhodes like a top fourteen Intercontinental Champion of all time. So like he already did that. So I feel like that would be a regression. But I do understand you. You can't split the belts unless you do an actual brand split. I think the best way, the only way, no, and they're never going to do an actual brand split. Well, who knows with the sale, but it's so tough to say. Seth is, you're right. Seth, you want to talk about deserved, earned. The crowd, he went out in 80,000, sang his song. He put on a banger with a celebrity, came out the next night where 40,000 sang his song. Just walked out of the ring six minutes later while 40,000 were still singing his song. Didn't have to say a word. Bangers in the ring. He's great character, face or heel. How do you take it away from him? Jeremy, You is Cody the next John Cena? Could he be the next John Cena? No. No. <laughs> in, his, in his current position, no. That's coming from someone that John, when John Cena was in his heyday, I hated John Cena. And right now, I'm realizing the value that John Cena has. And if Cody... Cody is not in that echelon right now. Can he? Maybe. But it's it's going to be a lot of work to get... Like, Cody, he was already... During this entire weekend, he was already doing all the press and all the all the interviews and all the, the podcasts and everything else you could possibly do. But that's only like 3% of what you need to do to be on top of a, on, on top of WWE. And as much as I would have loved for Cody to win, it's just, I, I do have to agree that Cody is just not, he's like in the, the, the bot, like, right underneath where he needs to be. It's just that little bit of work he needs to do to get into that upper echelon. So let me ask you guys one more question. And I think I already know Devin's answer. So I'll start with you, Jeremy, and I'll swing it. SummerSlam, who would you prefer Roman to face? Randy Orton in this banger of a return match with Randy Orton or Cody Rhodes where Cody wins the belt? Uh to be honest, I would rather it be Cody. I would rather it be Cody and get him the win. Because, like I said earlier, for me personally, it's just, well, it really depends on what happens between now and SummerSlam. If they have Roman have title matches where it's the same old things and he wins with constant interference, it's going to get to the point where I'm, like, begging for someone to get the titles off of him. 
but if he starts winning in like more dominant fashions where it's like I don't need anyone and he sh- he starts showing people that he's Young actually dude. on a different level then then I'll go with Randy Orton and have him go even farther past that probably beat probably beat Orton go to 40 where he most likely loses there but if it's between now and SummerSlam and in, he fights like I don't know, like Lashley and Kevin Owens again and uh, Riddle again and so on and so forth, and he needs Solo and the Usos help with every single match, then once SummerSlam rolls around, it it needs to be Cody to take that title off of him. I would never put Randy Orton in that conversation right now. (laughs) Randy's not here right now. Well, Well, first and foremost, I'm not putting Randy Orton in the conversation to take the belts off of Roman. I'm just trying to subjectively think or objectively think in the whole company who Roman could possibly have a match that's that's worthy of a SummerSlam match. He has squashed every single person on that roster. Who? Who? Conor McGregor. No. (laughs) But okay. No. Are you serious? Oh, I thought you were just. I'm no, I'm dead ass. For Russell for SummerSlam. Yeah. Unless he's been training, we don't know about because all of a sudden he got a. Him and Paul Heyman having back and forth tweets. Remember, that's how it kicked off between him and uh Logan Paul. Ooh, all right, the social all right. media confrontation. It's the same thing, man. I forgot about the Logan match with Roman, but yeah. that was Saudi. But would you do that in Detroit? See, I just said Randy because Randy and Roman's got like that was that one match that we were waiting for, or at least I was waiting for. I thought because Randy was killer before he went away before that injury. Like he looked so good, so I thought that was the one match. But but fuck it, Devin. Not Randy Orton, not Cody Rhodes, SummerSlam. Who do you want your tribal chief to play? And we'll go up to Justin. Yeah, Conor McGregor? <laughs> and I say, why the hell not, man? That's a fucking draw. That's a big money fight. Uh, they got this new deal with Endeavor, so it makes sense now if they wanted to. And now they've been teasing Conor McGregor, Paul Heyman, going back and forth on Twitter. And and Paul Heyman even, I think he had like a, like a clips floating around on social media. Talking about Conor McGregor as well in the interview. So I wouldn't mind it. Seeing the promos between Conor McGregor and a tribal chief. You wouldn't tell me that wouldn't be money. That's not going to get the clicks. Not going to get the views. It's not going to get people talking about it. Big time. Look at Bigley. Who the fuck is that guy? Streets. Oh, <laughs> Conor was destined for WWE at some point. Yeah. Oh, he's swaggy for sure. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Hey, real right. quick though. Real quick. Jeremy, so th- this is why I'm confused. You, 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 and Justin, you talk about the tribal chief. He's like, he always needs help. Like, uh, you know, if he was a badass, but isn't that the job of a heel to get you to feel like that? To get you to feel like he doesn't? I want somebody to take that title off. Uh, isn't that the purpose of a bad guy? Like, I'm gonna win by any means necessary. Isn't that one? Isn't that what MJF does? Isn't that what Carmelo did? At stand and deliver. He he has he has trick every time, but no one bitches about that. But they got a bitch about my tribal chief though. They don't want to keep that same energy. <laughs> every single match, go back I and mean, look at the record talk, book. We have to talk about the NXT title match, but I'll say right now that it was disappointing. It it was hyped up very much, and for me personally, it was disappointing because it didn't live up to the hype. And Carmelo won like he always does with Trick's help. I'm not 
biasing any heel over anyone. It's <laughs> yes, that is what a heel is supposed to do. Don't get me wrong. I could acknowledge acknowledge is a word there. there that that is what a heel is supposed to do. And I know that Roman Reigns as a heel is on a whole nother masterclass of quality. But for me personally, the the heel dynamic of winning a match with help only lasts so long until it gets repetitive. And then it gets boring and old and really lazy. And it's like, it, it gets to the point where it's like, how are we going to get Roman Reigns to win? And you, if your first thought is to always go, well, it's going to have, have a back and forth match and then insert name here of the bloodline, whether it be Jay, Jimmy, Solo, Paul Heyman, all four or five, however many are in the bloodline, interfere. It's I just feel like that's played out to the point. Like, why can't we just have a match of Roman Reigns where it's back and forth competitive and then he gets the upper hand and uses his dominance and shows that he's really on God mode instead of going, oh, well, I'm on the ropes, bring in Solo or bring in Jey Uso, bring in Jimmy Uso. And it, I, that's that's just the one thing I hope. I want to see more matches of Romans where he asserts his dominance on his yeah. opponent. He doesn't need any, he doesn't need fans. He doesn't need people to cheer for him because that's what's going to happen. Starts winning by himself in dominant fashion. Needs people to hate him. All right. He went, he already beat people by himself as the tribal chief. All right. He did it against John Cena. He did it against Brian Danielson when he exiled him. He did it against Big E. Uh, who else did he do it? He did it quite a few people. Big people clean. Cesaro, he beat him clean. So he so does it when he people. wants to. All right. But he already he already he showed you that he can win clean as the big dog in dominating fashion. He showed you that he can win clean as a heel. And now he's showing you, all right, I'm about that life. I'm about the bloodline. I'm about staying on top by any means necessary. And that's God mode right there. All right. Justin's like fuck. <laughs> so Justin, at SummerSlam, you said definitely not Randy Orton, not Conor McGregor is what I thought I saw you shaking your head at. So you, you do Cody or what? What do you do? I mean, it's so tough because, like I said, it all depends on what we're going for here. If we're only going to a thousand, then we're taking it off at SummerSlam. But if we're not going a thousand and we're going another fucking full year of this shit, then it's just going to be a random anybody at this point. If we're, if we're going to WrestleMania Justin, 40, Justin's pissed, dude. Just random anybody. This, yes. this is not AEW. We don't do that. We don't do that in WWE. Random anybody's. If, if it's WrestleMania, if it goes to WrestleMania 40, we have to start talking about people like Braun Breaker into a situation like this. And it's like, do they have enough time to build someone like a Braun Breaker to the point of res wrestling Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40? No, because what the, the hell's titles. the difference by that? Do you guys see my screen or not? Do you guys see my screen? Yeah. You got it. All right. So you can find this on bloodlinenetwork.com. I do my own personal all-time WWE champion rankings. 
and I didn't update it after WrestleMania. Last time I updated it was um, February 16th, 2023. The way I do it is um, basically you get 60 points for title wins. I have, I have this whole like math equation. It's really fucking crazy that I put it together, but I digress. Each title win, you get 30 points for every 100 days as champion. You get another 30 points for WrestleMania title wins. You get another 30 points. So, Russell, so Roman gets, technically there's still two titles. So Roman gets 60 more points. Plus he has another 100 days, so that's another 30 points. So that's 90 more points added to his score of 678, putting him at 768, which is sixth all time. He is the sixth greatest WWE champion of all time behind Bruno, John Cena, Hulk Hogan, Triple H, and Brock Lesnar. He just surpassed Brandy Orton and Bob Backlund. He is merely... 60-ish points behind Brock Lesnar. Crazy. You can find that on the Bloodline on BloodlineNetwork.com amongst a bunch of other great sports wrestling and entertainment content. But that just goes to show you. Yeah, get some glass. Yeah, I know, dude. I don't fucking get in on that screen, dude. Um, but that just goes to show you. Yeah, I should have increased my screen size. All right, Bakley. I wasn't there. Um <laughs> Uh, it just goes to show you, you'll find the whole thing on bloodlinenetwork.com, but it just goes to show you how great the Tribal Chiefs title reign has been. Sixth all time. Are you fucking kidding me? Three, and he's still in the prime of his career. Insane. All I can say is this. All I can say to sum it up, basically, is everybody says, what's next if Cody won? But also the same question remains with Roman. What's next with Roman? If like if that's the thing, it's a double-sided coin that no matter what you lose, and that's the fucking problem. Like, it's just like, like I said, I'm not the only one that I've been seeing that just says it's time to fucking hang this up and move it on. But you know, I'm just I don't know. It's I'm just kind of there, and it's just like if we're just going to keep constantly continuing with predictable, just throwing opponents to Roman, then I'm kind of over it. That's that. I'm just basically over it. That's all there is to it. Like, and that's basically all we're going to get is we're just going to keep throwing opponents at Roman and increasing them stats. And that's about it. Like, sounds like Undertaker. what's wrong with that? No Undertaker street, increasing them stats until they found the right look. Supposedly found the right one, you know. Yeah, but they the had streak. some moments where Taker looked like he was going to lose the streak. This has now only been one. Yeah, he got some moments was going to lose, and that's it. Well, Brian's right. Hogan had six, and he had the he had the outsiders always interfering in his matches with with Luger, etc. Flair always had Arn and Tully and JJ Dillon getting involved for sure. Great in this. Would Roman have won if The Rock was available to wrestle? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. 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 I think that, yes, I think the whole weekend got fucked up because Rock wasn't around because, and again, who the fuck am I? I don't know anything, but I personally feel that the titles would have been split. It would have been Roman versus Rock for one belt. They would have done a Raw championship or an elimination chamber for a vacant Raw title that would have had Drew and Seth amongst other, Cody amongst others involved to which Cody or Seth would have won at WrestleMania. And that's what I think. But again, I am nobody. I don't know anything. Devin, you hanging around or you dipping? Uh, I am going to dip because 
I did promise the family, like, all right, I'm gonna take a break. I've been podcasting, you know, live streaming four days in a row. But you know, you guys was talking about travel chief. All right, told Tim, brother, send me the link. I gotta correct this now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was all fun. I love having a discourse, love having a conversation. Thank you for the invite, man. Thank you, Justin and Jeremy, for the for the debate. Love it, man. All right, guys, you start. Guys, stay blessed. Love you all. Love you, brother. Love you. Bless that tribal chief. Acknowledge your tribal chief. Clarkshire Wrestling, Devin and Hafiz, every Friday night. Clarkshire Wrestling and right here on Bloodline Entertainment Network. Boys, that was awesome. That was a nice surprise. We got our Roman and Cody fix in. I'll spit my matches of the weekend down really fast. I'll let you guys do it. And then and my wife's not coming home anytime soon. She's still working. So I don't know about you guys, but I got time to shoot the shit about wrestling. So if you want to shoot the shit. We got. Sure. We can go. We can go past our usual hour and a half tonight, and let's shoot the shit. Brian, always, always acknowledge our tribal chief. Always, and the chat has been popping tonight. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate you. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe button if you didn't already. Did appreciate you. And check out BloodlineNetwork.com. My top matches again. No particular order. Match of the weekend for me though was Roman and Cody. If it would have ended with Cody holding those belts up, my God, it would have been like a 19-star match, dude. Like, I don't know if anything would have beaten it. But Roman and Cody, Rhea and Charlotte, for everything Justin said and more, my God. The reach for the Sky Tag Team Championship match, the Lucha Brothers winning, plus the match itself in the aftermath, the celebration, the moment was incredible. Kevin Owens and Sammy winning the tag titles. Great match, great moment. Ray and Don, great match, great moment. Seth and Logan, my God, great match, great moment. The NXT North American Championship match, Wesley. The five-way, my God, great match. Wesley going over is the right call. The unsanctioned match with Johnny and Grayson and everything after it was incredible. Claudio and Eddie and Samoa Joe and Mark Briscoe, while I didn't agree with the innings, both of those matches were great, and I really enjoyed Shibata beating the fuck out of Wheeler Yuta. That was awesome, even though I love Wheeler, but it was really cool. And I want to give big props to the NXT women, the ladder match, Indy Hartwell, Roxanne, Gigi, Zoe, Tiffany Strand, Lyra, Valkyrie, and even JC Jane showing up and costing Gigi. All showed out in that match. And and I just wanted to leave a special asterisk, 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 because who wouldn't love a match with bangers and slappers and bangers and slappers and bangers and slappers? Oh, my. And, like, I just want to leave this match in, like, a tier of its own for bangers and slappers because those boys – Beat meat, and I don't mean beat meat like I was beating meat to Sunny fucking when I was 12 years old. I mean, fucking, they beat their chest fucking crazy, dude. Gunther, Seamus, Drew, and if I was beating meat, I would have beat some meat to Drew because he looked beautiful in those fucking white skivvies, dude. My God, dude. The blood, the chest, the welts. Mm, mm. is my tribal chief side, and he would have just soloed me for that remark about Drew, but as my tribal chief says, compliments to the chef that match was incredible a tear of its own dude and i'm glad gunther got the win jeremy what were your matches of the weekend my dude uh well i i actually ordered mine from five to one my five was ray ripley and charlotte at first it started off a little slow for my uh for my liking but it eventually it ramped up and i i agree with every 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 fiber of my being that Rhea Ripley was the right choice. There was no reason why Charlotte should have won, so I'm glad Rhea won. Uh, four was Grayson Waller and Johnny Gargano. It, 
just seeing the two of them beat the shit out of each other, having Candace get involved was a whole, it was a whole ton of fun. And they, they just beat the shit out of each other. Uh, three was Vikingo versus Commander. Uh, those, it was everything that I expected it to be. The, the two of them flying around the ring. While there was a few botches, I could look past them and see that the match itself was very, very good. Uh, two was the North American title match between Wes and Elia and JD and Dragon Lee and uh, Axiom. I almost forgot Axiom. Uh, they fucking tore the house down. Up to that point, it was my match of the entire weekend. And only until Sunday was there a match that topped it, in my opinion, which was Gunther, Gunther Drew, and Shamans. Those three was just a fucking class of their own. Just watching them, I've never, the fact that Gunther's chest was almost as red as Sheamus's was insane, which shows you how fucking powerful Drew McIntyre's chops are. And yeah, uh, honorable mentions, Seth and Logan, Cody and Roman, KO and Sammy versus the Usos. Uh, Bianca and Oscar was good, but not as good as I expected, but still good. Uh, and uh, Eddie Kingston and Claudio. Mm-hmm. Although yeah. I do agree that Claudio winning was the wrong choice. Absolutely. Yo, Devin, thanks for joining us, my brother. We really appreciate it, my dude. Yes, he just heard it. He heard it. He's getting <laughs> soloed with a Drew remark. He looked great in his white tank. Hear it so. <laughs> so, yo, what's up, Juggernaut? Go check out his channel, dude. Always doing great, nostalgic uh, wrestling pay per views and uh, Chiefs fan, big time. Love, love the Chiefs stuff over there. Yeah, solo. <laughs> Shit, Justin, what were your matches of uh, the weekend, my dude? This was so tough because this weekend had a lot of really good matches, like amazing matches. But I, I was able to to get it as about as good as here. For I went from five to one. Number five, I had the six pack for the NXT Women's Championship. That ladder match, six women. Yes, I wasn't crazy for the story they told with Roxanne because I was still very confused if it was actually a story, like legit, or if it was just a story to build a match. Either way, all six women fucking killed it. Indies moment was worth every second of it. That moment of having Dexter show up, helping her get up that ladder and finally win the women's championship after sitting in NXT for God knows how long. Incredible. Number four, I had the Kingo and, and Komandar because holy shit. As soon as they announced that match, I went, I'm up, I'm up for it. I can't wait to see this shit. It's going to be all over the fucking place. Fast pace. Don't fucking blink. You're, you're, you're going to miss something. Like, they tore the fucking house down. They tore the fucking house down at Supercard. Three, I had Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller. My boy, Grayson Waller. Fucking perform Absolute incredible performance. Even on the losing end. Like, how the fuck can you not like the guy now at this point? I wanted it to be Shawn Michaels. Don't get me wrong. But I was happy as hell with it. I understood the entire story. Johnny wants revenge over Grayson taking him out before he disappeared. Fuck it. Come back. Get revenge. They absolutely beat snot out of each other. I loved it. 
Number two, I had the North American Championship Fatal Five Way. Again, Wesley, Dragon Lee, Axiom, Ilya Dragunov, JD McDonough. All five of those guys are fantastic. That match was insane. And my number one of the weekend actually goes, and I, again, still can't believe I'm saying this, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, man. That I have always I've been on the end of criticizing Charlotte for the longest time, pretty much forever. But the fact that she was able to not only actually make Rhea look good, not overshadow Rhea, not make herself look like freaking a sloppy mess in the process, absolutely amazing to finally get to praise her for something. Rhea looked fantastic. The two of them had an incredible women's championship match. The right decision was Rhea Ripley. And again, seeing Charlotte sit down there and look up and be proud of what the fuck she did was uh, it was an awesome moment with it. So they absolutely killed it for the weekend. That's why I put them number one. God damn. Justin putting Charlotte Flair is number one of the whole WrestleMania weekend. And I get it. She was, well, first of all, I'm one of the biggest Charlotte Flair marks out there. But she was my number two match of the weekend. So I completely understand it. Show of the weekend now. Show of the weekend. I got to say, based on what you guys have said, I think I already know your shows of the weekend. But I'll let you say it yourselves. Justin, what was your show of the weekend? Oh, man. Like, Supercard of Honor was fucking awesome. You had with Vikingo and Komendar. That was dope as shit. The Reach for the Sky Ladder match again was incredible, but the Dante injury really fucks with me. I enjoyed the shit out of Claudio and Eddie. Like NXT Stand and Deliver, basically minus the women's tag team title match, top to bottom was fucking awesome. And again, even if WrestleMania had a few like downs with it, they had so much fucking great shit on there. That's so tough. Like, I I want to say WrestleMania because you know two nights. No, had a lot. Of, no, no, a no, lot no. Of oh no, 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 no. You only get one night. One night. One night. ROH or NXT. You don't get to combine oh. both nights. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That makes it, that makes it oh, easier well, for me. Then, yeah, I got night one of WrestleMania. Then. Oh, okay. All right. Basically, if, yeah. if we had to pick it that way, I got night one of WrestleMania because yeah, cool. it just basically went from good and just elevated up and up and up and up. And it just, night one was a incredible start to WrestleMania. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Jeremy, what was your show of the weekend, my dude? You you signifying that it splits between two nights, like I said, makes it easier. And I can even I can even rank them. And if you want, uh the best show was night one of WrestleMania, then it goes uh stand and deliver, then it goes Hall of Honor, then it's WrestleMania night two. What about stand and deliver? That's second. I said stand and deliver. Yeah. I respect I, that. I, I respect for me, that. For me personally, ROH and Stand and Deliver are in their two spots. For me, it's because ROH had the two poor, in my in my uh, opinion, the two poor endings. And as much as I enjoyed 
the tag team ladder match, that injury just really knocks it for me because that, that's all that's all I re- I'll really remember now from that match. If people bring up the reach for the sky ladder match, I'll remember. Oh yeah, that's the that's the match that Dante Martin snapped his leg, and I'm like, I, th- th- it leaves a sour taste in my ma- mouth. No, no matter how good the match is, I can admit that the match was arguably one of the best card one of the mat one of the best matches on the entire weekend but for me i didn't put it in my top five because that injury just sours it that much for me that it it just brings it down to a point yeah big time that's big fair so definitely splitting it makes it easy for me but i'm the one who asked the question so i knew what was coming wrestlemania night one i can't say by far and away because ROH Supercard of Honor was like, oh god, it was my weekend was so dope. I can't, I can't say it again. Like Justin said earlier, his moment of the weekend is was just being a wrestling fan this weekend. This weekend was amazing. It was thirty hours of phenomenal intake of wrestling. I got to do watch alongs with my brothers and my sister. I got to fucking. Watch so much great, and it was diverse. It wasn't just WWE. It was WWE. It was ROH. It was Impact. It was New Japan. I'm gonna scrape a little bit of that Indies, but for me, it was WrestleMania Night One. I did the watch along on here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Check out the Twitch for sure. It was it was Night One of WrestleMania. John Cena and Austin Theory was cool, but then you got like Justin. You said everything got elevated. Literally everything got elevated. The showcase tag team match was incredible. From Dawkins pouncing fucking Braun to the end of the match with the fucking, with Doc's move onto the frog splash, onto Ricochet, on the knees to the pin. My God. Seth and Logan. KSI, that thing was cool as shit, dude. We all thought it was going to be Jake Paul, but like Seth pulling KSI under the table for the frog splash was amazing. And then the 6-1 match, whatever. But Trish Stratus looked amazing. Becky's beautiful. Bailey's gorgeous. Io's great. Dakota's wonderful. Yeah, leaders, whatever. So at least we got some beauty to look at while we got to watch three of the top five women of all time team at WrestleMania together. So while everyone wants to dog it, that move Trish did on the outside was sick as fuck, dude. So you know what? I'm not going to sit here and dog it. The Dom and Ray match, I was like, if you would have told me when we did our prediction show, that Dom, that Ray was going to be Dom, I would have punched you in the face and told you to fuck off. Okay. Thank God I'm not. Thank God I was wrong. Bad Bunny coming out. I was like, oh, shit. Ray might win this shit. Oh, my God. We're probably going to get something in Puerto Rico. Then Bakley goes, we'll probably get a tag match with Priest and Dom against Ray and Bad Bunny. Because I was like, we'll get Dom versus Bad Bunny. He's like, we'll get a tag match. So Ray beating him and Bad Bunny getting involved makes so much damn sense that whole story ray gets the big win going in the hall of fame you tell a year-long story going into next year where it's mask versus career he loses the mask dom takes the mask and how much did ray look like that or how much did dom look like ray with that mask oh my god he looks just like him and then and then you want to go to the women's match my boy up here just said that charlotte flair's match was the best match of the weekend I ain't got to go much further than that, okay? And it was my <laughs> second best match of the weekend. And then the main event, we got our moment. We on this show have been asking for it for like four months, five months. We got the moment we wanted. Grand Slam champion, tag team in the main event. 
Tag team wrestling, best friends, grand slamming it up. What a match on top of it. What a story. It's night one. Supercard of Honor, incredible in the ring. Incredible stories. TK went Vince McMahon, though. Mark Briscoe lost. Eddie Kingston lost. Crazy. But night, Supercard of Honor is still my number two. So it's night one, Supercard of Honor, stand and deliver, like which was a phenomenal, phenomenal show. And then night two. Night two is a far. It's like these three are all the way up here. And then night two is down here. Like it's these three were wonderful. Night two was rough. Thank God for the like the last three matches. Because the first hour and a half to two hours of night two was fucking. It was brutal. It was it was really tough to get through. But look at the chat. Look at the chat. We got El Presidente. In the house, throw your ones up for Ivan Circle of Bait. Our dude, our president of the Bloodline Entertainment Network. What are your thoughts on the Grizzly Young Veterans leaving? We'll talk about that in a little bit. Ivan was at WrestleMania. Go check out the Instagram. He's got some great videos. He met some people from the League of Extraordinary Podcast. Him and Jonah. It, was, it looked awesome, man. And that's what this is all about. Cannot wait for WrestleMania 40. The West Coast and the Midwest and the East Coast. We are all coming together in Philadelphia at WrestleMania 40. It's going to be awesome. Brian says he had a blast watching Mania with everyone on Saturday. And that's what I'm talking about, Brian. When we do watch-alongs, I say it every time. It takes my grade of the show up either two points or one letter score. So, like, ROH Supercard of Honor was a 9.5 out of 10 for me. So, if I watched it with my boys, it would have probably been a 10.5 out of 10. Problem was, I didn't. I watched Night One with my boys and my girl. It was a 10.5 out of 10. Like, my God, that show is ridiculous, dude. Ivan says, nothing stopped by listening to these four gorgeous meeting men slapping meat, talking wrestling. Travis Chief Love. Oh, Nipple Mania. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Solo's coming. Solo's coming. Wrestling wise, Charlotte and Rhea for sure agree. Great storytelling. K with Sammy winning night one. And Tribal Chief forever. 1,000 days forever. Champ all day. Ivan was the upstairs. If you watched the uh, the preview show on the WrestleBread on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, episode 180, we had three on top, three on the bottom. Team 1,000 days, Devin, JD, and Ivan. Team Cody, Nick, myself, and Dom. And we were wrong. We were dead wrong. Oh, it's always nipple mania when we're getting together, baby. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about matches of the weekend. We talked about moments of the weekend. We talked about show of the weekend. We got deep into Cody and Roman. Fellas, now, like I said, I got nowhere to go. We can sit here and talk. Usually I like to hammer, hammer it away at an hour and a half. I got nothing to do right now. Wife's not getting home for a little bit. It's Taco Tuesday in like an hour and a half. So we got some time to talk. So let's do a little topic battle royal. All right. Yeah. Bring it up. You want to talk about a match. You want to talk about an overall show. You want to talk about the WWE being sold. You want to talk about this Brock Lesnar Cody thing. Braun Breaker heel turn. Where we go in ROH's storytelling. Whatever the fuck you guys want. You know how topic battle royal works. Jeremy, I'm throwing it to you, my dude. Pick a topic and talk about I, it. I I just have to throw out Raw after Mania as a topic. Oh, because wow. oh my God, was that entire show so bad. From top to bottom, I, I I don't know what was going on. Like, that show was just so disorganized. 
and to see everything that was going down on social media and looking back on the yeah. show and you're like, oh, holy shit, was this show a mess? And it's like, you have to put in, like, people are like, oh, you can't expect every Raw after Mania to be full of returns and debuts and surprises. And then, but it's like, if it's not going to be that, at least make it a compelling show. And if it's not going to be either of those, don't fucking hype it up. Like, I've heard, I heard many a times during WrestleMania weekend of the commentators on, on WrestleMania night one and two going, oh, just wait until the Raw after Mania for what? So we can see Seth Rollins for 14 seconds in the ring, hold his arms out like this, listening listening to people sing, and then walk away? Or for us to see a fucking pointless, another pointless Omos Elias squash match? Or to see fucking, I, it, it see Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed talk about their fucking uh, family, I guess? How they're uncle and nephew I guess just the whole show was just so bad and then to go on to social media and see that it was rewritten about 14 times and the fact that there oh, were scripts boy. still coming out to production during the show and the videos of like Seth Rollins arguing with producers because his fucking segment got cut mid-show right before he was about to do his segment is just so horrible. And to come out and say everyone's saying that it was a Vince McMahon show, for people that were saying that shows beforehand were Vince McMahon shows, now they look stupid because now they see what an actual Vince McMahon <laughs> show is. <laughs> Yo, we're not wrong because listen, and you guys, I mean, you guys pretty much hear me every time I talk. I have said if these shows are Vince McMahon shows, then he's doing a great job, okay? Because I'm engaged. Yeah. <laughs> this past <laughs> <this past> raw. <laughs> I, listen, I, I've been trying to be positive because I want my wife to get back into WWE and I've let her naturally get back into WWE because, like, all of her favorites, she's black and gold. All of her favorites, like, went to A-Dub, so she's, like, A-Dub to death. But this Bloodline story made her fall back in love with WWE, and she's like, this is dumb, this is dumb. Oh, this is cool. Oh, this is cool. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. But, man... <sighs> Shows like last night make it hard because people like me were like, and I call wrestling down the middle of, you know what I mean? You know, I call, I want, like I just said, I consumed 30 hours of wrestling this weekend. I watched everything possible I could watch, but I don't want to sit there and waste three hours of my fucking time on Monday nights for that. That was awful. And if you mean to tell me that your show is, you're bringing back, it's not bringing back Elias. Well, Moss already squashed Elias and you're bringing back Riddle as your return. And I got nothing against Riddle, but Riddle? And you don't have a woman segment until two hours and five. I literally bitched in the chat we have. I go, 
damn, we're two hours into the show. We ain't got a women's segment yet. What is TK booking this shit? Like, and not me, Tony Khan. I would book women's shit all day. Like, I love women's wrestling. But, like, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then we finally get the Bianca segment, and, and Rhea comes out, and then we get the tag match. But, like, what? What? Yeah, that was, oh, man, that was, that was ugly. Like, Brian, Brian said that Raw After Mania was encyclopedia bad, dude. On the blue house <laughs> WWE smoking last night, especially with the show being in Los Angeles. And again, I was trying to be really positive with it because I enjoyed the Brock stuff coming out with Cody in the beginning. And I was sitting there like, will it be Cena? Will it be Braun Breaker? Who will it be? Will it be Randy Orton? Brock! Oh, yes! But then it died, and it died. The first... Triple H? Triple H's announcement, okay? You didn't even bring that up. That was fucking bullshit, Okay. This, it was just as bad as the four of them coming out and saying, we hear you and we're going to change. His announcement was so dumb. Like, we knew he was talking about the smart smart fans. I like to put him in quotations. We He knew he was talking to the people that sold the company. We're not going anywhere WWE. Bro. And I'm not... Listen, I hear the people. Like, Kyle, Abram Bone Podcast, great. Like, our episodes, another episode, um, I guess on that... Not long ago, it's going to drop um, very soon. I think like the 16th of this month. I see him on Twitter saying like, stop talking about the backstage stuff. Stop, stop talking about the creative aspect of stuff. Like, I understand the points of that. And I'm not, I try to not deep dive into that stuff, that, that side of things. But at the same time, when I see that the company was sold to Endeavor, that Vince McMahon now is the executive chairman. When I look at the picture of their of their picture, okay, of who's in charge, and Vince is like third in line as executive chairman. I ask like my crew, like, I, I like to think I'm semi-business savvy, okay? And Vince is the executive chairman. Nick Khan is president of WWE side of things, okay? There's no Triple H involved, Paul Levesque, there's no Stephanie McMahon. And Nick Khan is a good representative for us. For like what I think we want, what we want. But maybe he's been a Vince guy all along where we thought he was actually a Stefan Trip guy. Like, what if this is all just a big, like, we're going to get fucked? And I'm so concerned about that. And I'm going to say something. And I've said it before, and I don't fucking care. The only way WWE will truly be WWE that we want is what? Is that the old man has a stroke or croaks, Okay. That's the only way it'll ever happen. Am I asking for that to happen? No. No, I'm never putting that out there on anybody. I'm not asking for that. But the only way WWE ever is truly WWE or like what we want it to be, Triple H is WWE, is that Vince is truly gone. Because even this whole time, I'm sure Vince was fucking spitting in Nick Khan's ear who was spitting in Triple H's ear or Vince was just spitting in Triple H's ear. What's to say Vince was actually truly gone? I can tell you, like you just said, Jeremy, watching the show that we watched last night in comparison to everything we've had before. It was rough. It was very rough, dude. Justin, and we didn't even talk about the Brock stuff. Like, we talked about all of that, and we didn't even talk about the Brock stuff. So, Justin, what do you, what, what's your take, man? I, I said it last night. I literally said it last night. If you're looking at this show as a Raw After Mania episode, it's complete shit. And if you completely take that aspect out and you look at it as a regular episode of Monday Night Raw, it's still complete shit. This show sucked last night. It was fucking awful. 
it felt like a Vince show. Like, again, I hate getting sucked into the fucking backstage crap and all that stuff, but it's all over the fucking place, and that's all you see, and it just fucking just ingrains in your head, and you're like, oh my god, like, you know how many times I've said fuck the dirt sheets, because I fucking agree with it completely, but when you just see people talking about it and talking about it, it's hard to fucking ignore it the entire time. Because just, again, this goes with the whole Endeavor buying WWE and merging with UFC thing. The main problem here is the fact that Vince is involved. Vince is the fucking problem. Nobody wants to admit it. But it's like, just fucking suck it up and say it already. Vince is the fucking problem here. The guy is going to run this company no matter what, and that's the fucking problem here. He's so out of touch, he can't give it up, and it's a fucking problem here. Like, I just don't get it. And it's just, it's he's such a conniving liar himself. It's so bullshit. Oh, I'm going to walk away after 70-some years. I'm finally walking away. You cannot tell me that man didn't sit there and plan this whole shit out himself. Because look at how many and, times... And he recently written. paid back the $17 million. So you had to have known. He, this whole thing, he had to have known. I'm not trying to steal your thunder, Big my, he my had to. He had to, have done, he had to have had this whole thing planned out himself. Because he it's, it's just bullshit. Nick Khan fucking lying up his ass all the time. Vince fucking lying all the time. The man literally says, oh, I'm leaving. But then, and fucking shit, and all the fucking board of directors with a unanimous decision saying, no, we don't want Vince back. But then fucking turning right around and saying, yes, we want Vince back. It's a bunch of bullshit right here. It's a bunch of corporate fucking yes men who can't get their fucking lips off of Vince McMahon's ass. It's fucking insane, dude. You know who I feel bad for? I feel bad for people like Brett and people like um, like 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 people who have left WWE and then they came back and they're like, oh, Triple H is back. Like this was awesome. But Brett, if you go back, check the Brain Buster Boys podcast out. They are so fucking awesome. He marked out for the fucking Roman Cody ending five star match, best match of the weekend. He said so. Uh, so that just goes to show you. But like people like him were gone, disinterested because of this shit. And then they're back, all right, watching, five-star matching. My wife, hardcore eyes interested. Us, we didn't have a DQ finish for fucking, like, four weeks. A count-out finish for, like, four, I don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. Devin, don't stress out on why you can't control Vince is back and he's back. I, I, I get it. I get it. And, and, and I have said, facts, J-Man, preach, very true. Vince needs to find a way to come back in creative, so this is his way in. Most definitely is planned. Absolutely. Brian says, if Vince, if anyone's going to kill my creation, I'm going to do it. It's just a fact that he did. Oh, sorry. I, I stopped reading the quote. But if anyone's going to kill my creation, I'm going to do it. So, yes, exactly. Just the fact that he and Dana White are together just reeks. I don't think Dana White wants to work with that guy, according to Bakley. I don't think that he they like each other. But it's like, I look at it this way. We saw all the talk that all these other places wanted to buy WWE. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a fuck good question too, because he's a fucking villain. That's why he's literally a fucking black and white 
60s and 70s or 30s and 40s fucking movie villain now with his fucking mustache where he's like, <laughs> you can't stop me now. Like, he's, he's literally, he's, he's literally a real life villain right now. And that's the fucking problem. He thought maybe if I grow a mustache, it'll, tr it'll truly prove to you that I'm a real fucking villain. The guy is awful. Like, the fact that he is here still. Yes. Like this whole thing of all these people, these places that wanted to buy WWE, you cannot. I, I, there's this, just this feeling that they didn't want Vince involved, and that was the fucking thing that Vince was like, "Nope, sorry, I ain't buying with you." But the minute fucking that Endeavor wanted to, because they were gonna have Vince involved, and that is the freaking problem. This whole deal would have been fucking awesome. I think this would have been a, a really freaking interesting deal. But if Vince gotten, but the fact that Vince is involved with it, it immediately just fucking sours it completely. Like if well, Vince had, well, it'd be, it, 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 just it, it's because of this comment right here. Like JD says, as much as we shit on Vince, we can't deny the sadistic motherfucker created a lot of things that we loved. Yes, big time facts and big time facts. And the fact that that sadistic motherfucker created so many things that we loved means having his name involved, whether he is a pedophilia pedophile who. Stole seventeen million dollars to pay women off. I'm sure it was way more than that. I'm sure he did more. But whether he did all that, he is the creator of WrestleMania. He is the one who took all of the territories and put them together. He is the one who took Ted Turner and fucking curb stomped his ass and said, "Hey, I run the wrestling industry. Paul Heyman works for me. Eric Bischoff works for me. I run wrestling." And yes, having his name involved for Endeavor is massive at first. Massive at first. But they could come to see that he is out of touch and maybe Hunter should be involved and he should be the one. Well, Hunter's still involved, but maybe that Hunter should be the one in charge. Maybe Nick Khan should be the one in charge. Plus, Vince is 77 years old, but he is, you know, insane. He doesn't sleep. He works out like crazy. Even with his mustache, he's still a fucking genetic jackhammer, dude. And it's, it's his business. And Justin, like you said, okay, he didn't want to maybe sell to this company A or company B, company C, company D. Because they didn't want him involved. Vince is only coming back to get involved with the sale of the company. Why? So he can get involved with the sale of the company to a place that Vince McMahon can get back involved with. So then they sell to a company. And so it's what? 59-49 that I, I forget the guy's name who runs it. Ari whatever to Vince McMahon. That's huge. He still runs 49% stake of his company. He can still do him creatively if he now wants to go tell Hunter to piss off. He can't. We as wrestling fans shouldn't deep dive into this. But at the end of the day, even the, mo the most mark of mark WWE fans will tell you, Vince's product's awful. All right? Vince used to be great. 2023 yes. Vince McMahon is done. He's been done for, what, 10 years? Awful. Awful, 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 awful. And that's really all I have to say about it. I don't want to sit here and debate whether Vince is fucking running creative. I don't. I don't think the Cody Brock thing is Vince. And how many times have I said, just because there's a bad idea in WWE doesn't mean it's not fucking Triple H's. Is Triple H perfect? Hell no. Why can't Triple H have a bad idea? It's a three-hour program, plus two hours of SmackDown, plus two hours of NXT, Plus house shows, you know, house shows limited, but still you got to put on those shows, PLEs, pay-per-views, Devin, and everything else he has to fucking do. Of course he's going to have a bad idea here and there. Ivan says, look, right now it's too early to even digress that Vince is back. If so, what can we, what can we do? Believe 
believe me, Carmen will play Vince, give it time, it will. And the way that it will happen, Endeavor revenue issues, yeah. I agree. He's going to have revenue issues for sure. I think at first, having him there with stocks is going to be more beneficial. You know why? Because casual people see the name Vince McMahon and they think, oh, WWE. They don't think fucking pedophile who stole money. And then he paid it back. He'd always say, I didn't steal it. I paid it back. Uh, JD says he will do what he wants because truthfully, we put him in that position. We watch every Raw SmackDown appeal. He feels that WWE will fail without him. And, and yes, that is very true. But even like the ratings have been ratings have been down. Even when they went down to 1.5 million, that's still 1.5 million people watching the product. Peacock is huge. How many people watch the PLEs? And for every person, and, and we all can say it, anyone who's in the chat and the three of us here, how many people do we see on Twitter say, I canceled my Peacock subscription. I'm not going to watch Raw. How many times have we said I'm not going to watch Raw? I mean, I've said I'm not going to watch Raw a hundred times going forward. Like, and I'm not saying because of Cody by any means. This I'm off a high. I'm a, I was off a wrestling high this weekend, even with Cody losing. Like it was so good. Did Raw deflate me? Not really. Like Raw didn't really deflate me at all, to be honest with you. I'm curious to see where Liv and Raquel go. I think that if they actually beat Becky and Lita, that would be dope as fuck. Do I think they will? No. But I'm interested in with it. And Brock and Cody was dope. Was the show boring? Yes. Very boring for a Raw after WrestleMania. But am I, like, uninterested in the product? No. No, not by any means. Hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's just really, the whole thing to me is just fucking sketchy. And it just shows you that Vince had this whole thing. It just feels like fucking planned. And it's not good. It's not going to end well. Like I said, that man's involvement in this company now is a fucking cancer. Vince needs to go. And I hope that this whole show, fucking Monday, of them just seeing how low it was, means that's it. This is it. Like, we're not keeping him around for this. And the people at Endeavor have to see, like, the Twitter. I mean, the IWC, as much as we think we make up a big part of wrestling, sadly, we don't. And I don't even want to lump us into the IWC because I think they're fucking complete and utter idiots. But at the end of the day, I think we're all a part of it, whether we like it or not. Uh, JD says, completely agree, TK. How do we know that Triple H is fully in charge on Monday or of Monday? Maybe something happened. People panic. It changed the whole dynamic plus injuries. Yeah, you never know. The plus they went commercial free that first hour. Justin, I think you even said it in the chat earlier. I'm very curious to see where we go on Friday. Like whatever, I think what happens on Friday will be a big indication of where we go going forward. Ivan says the ratings are going to go up from yesterday because of the sale, because of the announcement in the main event that we never got. So in due time, dude, spot fucking on anything with Brock Lesnar is big clicks. I've been talking to Nick about this for like two years now. Why Brock? Why Brock? Clicks, 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 clicks. I can go watch a Brock on last. I guarantee you got mad clicks there, dude. Brian, evil men like McMahon are always a step ahead, and that's why he's not in jail today. <laughs> okay. That's where he should be. Spot on. Vince did ruin NXT. That should be a sign of things. He did. It came back. NXT is a lot better right now. I, I enjoy NXT. NXT was really good tonight. All right. I think we hammered out Raw after Mania. Great topic. Chat blowing up. Really appreciate you guys. Keep it coming if you're here for sure. Justin, pick a topic. Talk about it. You know what? Let's talk about Cody and Brock. Let's do it. Like, I, 
This is this is the adversity everybody wants. This is their example of ad, of adversity that everybody wanted for Cody. And it's just like there were so many people already invested in Cody. Like what the fuck? Why are we again not capitalizing on the fact that Cody is fucking loved by people right now? I don't need to see Cody and Brock. There's not much really to like interest here. Again, we've we just talked about it. Cody had his adversity. You know, him going and doing everything that he did, having the freaking nerve to walk away and then go freaking better himself. Start a fucking brand new company that fucking, you know, steps up the entire helps the entire like wrestling business make more money now. Like it's right there. Everything is there. Hell, even him getting injured with the torn peck. That's fucking adversity. We don't know when the hell he was going to come back at first. Because look at how long they did when they didn't show us the fucking packages. But then they started showing us the video packages by then. We knew we didn't know how long it was going to take Cody to come back. The adversity is getting through that. Like again, I said, like I said, the entire mess up to me was the Royal Rumble. There was no reason why he should have came out 30. He should have been number one or number two. But as everyone says, one and two is basically the same thing. So he should have been, again, should have been somewhere in the beginning there. And it would have made, and again, everybody would have locked in on Cody. And again, the way they told the story, they had everybody locked in on Cody. But now that it's like they're going the route, clearly, of trying to give Cody the Cena route, this is what's going to, I really think, mess up a lot of shit. This is going to mess up a lot of shit. Like, people are going to start realizing that this is clearly just copy and paste of John Cena. And how well is that going to go over? It's probably not going to go over well. The crowd's going to start turning on Cody, and that's going to be some bullshit. Like, everyone's going to be like, does he really need the Cena treatment? No, he doesn't need the Cena treatment. Let him do his own thing. But he was literally, he's already got everybody behind him. Just start fucking telling something different here. He doesn't need to go through Brock. Nobody needs to see him face Brock to fucking do this. Like, everyone wanted Cody to win the fucking match. Like, it's that obvious. They just build more off of that and get them to stay behind Cody. But now you're pushing it to a freaking extent where everyone's going to be like, oh, well, he's clearly getting the Cena treatment. I don't know how I feel about this. Like, Justin, let me Justin, let me ask you. If it was Cody who won the belt, as he should have, and Brock was his first challenger, even if it was so obvious, okay, so obvious to the point where on Raw, Brock came out, same thing. No, because Roman couldn't have been there. But, like, if Cody came out and then Brock came out and, like, he acted like he was their friend and they just fucked him up and then he didn't come back until SummerSlam. Cody versus Brock SummerSlam. How would you feel about that? That would have been fine. That actually would have been fine. But the fact that the title wasn't even thought of putting on Cody right there, this just screams, yes, it's clearly obvious Brock attacked him because he can't get the freaking title. Cody still can. It's obvious right there. Like when they when the commentators were screaming the entire time, like, why is Brock doing this? I don't get why Brock's doing this. It's kind of obvious why he's doing it, okay? Literally, Roman talked about it. Brock has nothing to lose or to gain during the tag match. Cody has it all to gain. 
But again, you figure that would be the reason why he would want to kind of, you know, put everything aside and kind of help Cody because then literally he wins the title. Guess what? He can challenge for the title again. And then when Cody beat, if Cody went in there to face Brock and beats Brock, then it means something. It's freaking massive. Imagine if your first challenger is Brock Lesnar and you beat Brock Lesnar. That's right. huge. Not Cody. even your first, Justin. So on Raw, Brock comes out. I like the tag team idea. I do. And I like Brock turning on him. I don't know who they wrestle at this point because Roman doesn't make sense. Roman should have lost and went away to like Survivor Series. Roman should have yes. came back for like six months, seven months even, right? So I don't know the tag match. Solo and someone. The Usos and someone. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know how it breaks down, whatever. But Cody and Brock that way. And then, yes, we all are like, Brock's going to turn. But when he does, it's like, yeah, I want your title, bitch. I couldn't challenge mm-hmm. Roman. I'm going to fuck you up and take your belt. But then Brock leaves. Cody then challenge, or then Cody has Finn Balor, who beat Edge at WrestleMania. He didn't, obviously. We all saw what happened. But Balor should have beat Edge at WrestleMania. And then Cody and Balor could have had a couple of months feud before Cody and Brock at SummerSlam. Now, that's what I would have done, because I don't hate this Cody Brock thing. As a matter of fact, I think when we were on the show a couple of weeks ago, I said, I want Cody and Brock. I want Cody and Edge. I think those are big-time feuds that we haven't seen that would be awesome. And I want Edge and Brock. I want, like, all three of them to bang in different ways. I think that would be awesome. So I'm down with this. I just don't necessarily like that they got there without the belt. Jeremy, what about you? Uh. The, this whole thing, the whole problem with this is that it all boils down to the fact that WWE has still failed to find a way to split these titles. And this this realistically should be a world title feud. The fact that they haven't found a way to split the world titles before WrestleMania, or they could have done it on the Raw after Mania, that could have been Triple H's fucking big announcement is him splitting the titles, but I guess it's it's so hard to just fucking take the titles and give Raw back their WWE title. I I don't I don't understand how it's so hard. It's, you're a person of power. Just I don't care if it doesn't make sense at this point. Right. Just go, hey just be fucking transparent with the people. Go on live TV and go, hey the networks want their fucking world title back, so can you give us the WWE title, please? And if you don't, then we're stripping you of both titles, and we're going to ha- have two vacant world titles. So you could either keep the universal title and give us the WWE title, or you could go away and have no titles. That's that's all you had to do. It, it doesn't make any sense, but it's to the point where two titles needs to be a thing, because one brand can't have no world title to compete for. And if they if one person is holding both world titles, that person can't just walk away for four months oh, and go right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go take a, a a vacation to Panama and I'll be back for the, the next big five pay review. I'll see you then. It's like when Brock was the WWE champion, he walked away for fucking six months and would come back for SummerSlam and then win, and then go away and come back fucking four months later and defend it against Great Ball, or defend it at Great Balls of Fire, and then come back and fucking go away, and then come back again. It's It didn't work. Raw didn't work with just the IC title. It was proven that Raw doesn't work with just a 
a mid-card title as their main title. And they, they're just refusing to make that big decision to split the titles. This should have been Cody's first big world title feud is against Brock Lesnar. It should have been Brock and Cody. At, I don't know if it should have been at WrestleMania Backlash but it's or at the first big pay-per-view because I feel like at WrestleMania Backlash they should have done a six-person tag with Cody and Kevin and Sammy versus Roman and the Usos. Or at least the Usos and Solo if Roman wasn't going to be there. But yes. Yeah. Have it have it for have it be for all three of the gold in a six-person tag. And oh. have, have have it be while Roman's on vacation, be it Solo and the Usos versus Cody, Kevin, and Sammy for all the gold, and the champions retain. And then at the end of the match, we could start building, have Brock come out and attack Cody then. But we're doing this non-fucking title feud now. I already told you how you could even do it with splitting the fucking titles. I told you. Cody wins both at WrestleMania, comes out Monday, holding both, and says, I completed the story, but there's something wrong here. There's no reason why I have two. The universal title is not something that says I needed to complete my story with this. I completed my story by winning the WWE title. He vacates the Universal Championship. We have a tournament on SmackDown to crown the new Universal Champion. Right when there. Drew McIntyre wins. Yeah, Drew wins. Undertaker takes it off of him down the road. It would have been so much better. Right. Perfectly looked yes. right there. Cody's then freaking yeah. built. You have the rematch. Again, you can even do the six-man tag match with both on the line. Because, again, Roman would still be challenging quest uh, still for uh, one of the titles that he just lost in all technicalities. Yeah. Champions retain. And then Brock shows up. Then it's Brock and Cody. We're building fucking feuds. And again, you're just putting some feuds in there right now until one of the bigger ones shows up, a.k.a. Randy Orton. When Orton comes back, Cody and Orton, your legacy story is built off of that. There you go. And let's not and let's not sit here and pretend that Cody has to hold that belt for a year. If Cody holds that belt for no. six months, that's fine. If Randy Orton takes the belt off of Cody Rhodes at Survivor Series, goes on the feud with Roman, loses to Roman, Roman holds it till WrestleMania, loses it to Seth. I understand it's a little hot potato, but it's okay. Or if the belts are split, by God, the belts could. But uh, this is all what if, because it's going to be, as Devin would say, hashtag WrestleMania 40. Hey, that... Tribal Chief ain't losing that belt to WrestleMania 40. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Cody's going to get that same trajectory, that, that same buildup. He'll be, fight Brock. He'll beat Brock. And then you're right. Maybe at SummerSlam it'll be Cody and Randy. I think it's going to be Randy and Roman, though. Devin might be right. Roman and fucking McGregor, I mean. <laughs> it's box office, right? It's box office. My and- one concern about the whole thing is just... It's gonna be. It's gonna come off wrong to everybody, and it's gonna turn people off of Cody because everyone was talking about last night when Brock jumped him. There was starting to be booze on Cody, and that's a problem. Well, there that's were booze. If you listen at WrestleMania, I told my wife I was like, "Ooh, they're booing him. That's not good." There was like 
eight to 10,000 people who started to boo him at first cheered Roman. Then as the match went, as the match went, it got all Cody, dude. The whole place was Cody. That's why I said, like, maybe it was 78,000 instead of 81 who were for Cody. But to start the match, it was only, like, 66 to 67 who were with Cody, okay? So he swayed about 11,000 people in that crowd from Roman to him. (laughs) It's fucking befuddling, mind-boggling. Doesn't make sense. Anyways, we can't talk about Roman and Cody all night. I'm going to move on. To my topic, I'm going to go with ROH Supercard of Honor. I'm just going to throw a couple of matches out there all together because we're not going to talk about the whole show. I want to lump together two matches. I want to lump together Eddie Kingston and Claudio. I want to lump together Samoa Joe and Mark Briscoe. And Samoa Joe beat Mark Briscoe. It was a fucking fire match. Mark Briscoe said his destiny was to win the ROH Television Championship. I think his destiny, destiny might be to win the ROH World Championship which is why he didn't win this belt here. And Eddie Kingston left the AEW, he quit, said, we better order this show or we're a piece of the shit. We ordered the show, he loses the title. What the fuck, bro? He gets on the mic after the show, he's talking shit, blah, 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 fuck this, fuck that, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, Eddie, get on with it. He never got on with it. They cut him off. He's like, ah, oh, they're cutting me off, fuck off. It felt very ECW-esque, actually. I'm not very, I don't know if that was, that's what he was going for. I digress. Eddie Kingston has got to beat Claudio. It's not, it might be it's not in the next month, it's next two months, because I think they do quarterly pay-per-views like a dub. But next pay-per-view, it's got to be like a career versus title match. Eddie's got to beat Claudio 110%. It's just crazy to me how they told the same story in the Cody Roman match that they told in Eddie Claudio, that they told in Mark Briscoe and Samoa Joe. And it was just like, Oh, we had so many highs, and while those matches were incredible, five-star matches, four-and-a-half-star matches, oh, the ending. I know heels have to win, but TK went so Vince McMahon this weekend, and Triple H went Vince McMahon in the main event, so it's just, like, demoralizing. But where do you guys think that they go with the ROH championship and the television championship? I personally think next pay-per-view it'll be, like, a career versus title match. Eddie gets that big win. I've spent $40 more to see it. And Joe continues to do his thing with the television belt. But eventually, like maybe Eddie turns heel and face Mark Briscoe takes the belt, the world title off of Eddie in like six months. So I guess I'm just asking, what do you guys think about those two matches and uh, the stories going forward with ROH? Before you do, let's see what the Tribal Chief has to say. Real quick, if the crowd is booing Cody already, that just proves the fans would turn on him if he beat Roman too. No, I I agree. I Cody will not be a sustained face. People will eventually turn on him. He will get turned on now, which is the biggest concern with him not winning that belt. Him not winning that title means people will shit on him, and Seth Rollins will take over. And you got Lashley. Like we want Lashley. We want Rollins. And again, the yes, that just proves the point even more. Ab- absolutely, Justin. ROH. What do you what do you think about these two stories? I thought the stories why like for both were really fucking good going into it. Like Mark, I'm gonna start with Mark and, and Samoa Joe. Mark basically said, you know, I've never beaten Samoa Joe, and my main goal is to win the television title. He hasn't said anything about winning the world title, which I'm surprised, which you know, his brothers won the world title. 
why wouldn't he aim for the world title? But again, it seems like he's starting like he's going to build himself up to get to that eventually. But he wants to start with the TV title, you know. But and again, he's going, he's got to go through Joe, somebody who he's never beaten to do it. That story is absolutely compelling in every way possible. Like when that match happened on Supercard Honor, I was so invested in that shit. And I'm like, Mark's going to do it. Mark's going to fucking do it. And Joe passed him out, and Joe retained, and I went, no, come on. It was right there. Like, the, what a moment that would have been. Again, it was like right there. The story basically says, hey, Mark's going to do it. Mark's going to fucking do it for his brother. He's going to do it for himself also because he's never won this title. He's never beaten Joe, and now he's finally going to get the chance to, you know, beat Joe, win the TV title, start, you know, again, start near the bottom and then build himself up to eventually win a world title. But they cut it off again, and it surprised the shit out of me. And again, Claudio and Eddie, like, again, the way Claudio and Eddie's story is, you know, Eddie is hell-bent on trying to gain Claudio's respect after so long, and that's what their whole entire story is, is Claudio's never respected Eddie in any freaking way possible, but Eddie's doing his damnedest to prove to freaking Claudio anything, that he can get the respect from Claudio. It's like, Eddie was right there, and again, they keep sweeping the rug out from underneath Eddie. Eddie Kingston Every time. constantly gets made to look like a loser, and it's ridiculous. He always gets these big, big matches like this, and they never freaking do anything with Eddie Kingston. And that's the shit that annoys me. It's like, why? Like, Eddie Kingston's the guy that I'm supposed to be terrified. If I walk down an alleyway and fucking, like, a dark alleyway, and I run into Eddie Kingston, I'm supposed to be like, fuck you, I'm out of here. But they make Eddie Kingston look like a fucking chump at every fucking turn they can. And that's the crazy thing about it. I don't know really what the point is. Like, why? Like, what is, like, Eddie Kingston seems like a real one. Like, a real fucking, like, he's one of the real ones. If you piss him off in the wrong way, you're going to fucking want to run for freaking cover and hide from him. But it's like, now, the way they make him, it just makes it look like everybody can kick his ass. And it's just like, why? You built up the story. This right here, this story's been going on for a long time. And Eddie's still trying his damnedest, still to this day, to prove to Claudio that he can like get get respect from him. And again, they just sweep the rug out from underneath him. It just again, it's compelling story-wise. But you just, you don't get the outcome. And I don't understand, like, it's so weird. I think it's because they want, and again, I, I convince myself of this. The story will convince us of this. I think they want to just tell the story of Eddie. He loses and loses. He's a perennial loser. So when he does beat Claudio, he will earn his respect. He'll get the handshake. I mean, Eddie's Max's best friend. Claudio's running with Max over here. Claudio's beating Mox's best friend's ass over here. He'll get the respect. He'll get the win. But yeah, the Mark Briscoe, my stomach went from like, I'm like here, my stomach just sunk, dude. I was like, oh, like I was on a roller coaster. When Eddie lost, I was like, 
Fuck, Tony, what are you doing? I and again, I get it. We don't. We shouldn't be happy after every show. We're not supposed to walk away happy. Flair and like Devin was trying to say earlier with Roman with the interference. Flair walked away eleven out of twelve times as champion, or he walked away eight out of twelve times as champion. And those three of the or two out of three of those weren't legit endings. It would be a DQ where the champion thought they won the belt. They would take the belt to the back and be like, nope, you're not the world champion. And that, sadly, as much as we want, some of us still want the face to go over when they should, the heel has to win. Jeremy, talk on ROH. Uh, well, both of the matches themselves were, they were fantastic. They were great fucking matches. There's no, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Uh, the build, I, I don't, really watch Rampage where a majority of ROH is or I don't, I'm not subscribed to Honor Club, so I didn't see most of the build, so I had to, I had to do a little bit of research, and then we watched the the buy-in or the zero hour where they, they talked about it plenty of fucking times. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I understand both of the stories. Mark, he's doing it for his brother, he's do he's doing it also, because he's never beat Samoa Joe, and he needs to do exactly that. He needs to beat Samoa Joe and win the television title. But the fact that he didn't do it was just—it was so shocking to me. I thought for sure there was like a, there wasn't a shadow of a doubt in my mind that Mark Briscoe was going to win that match. But the fact that he didn't was so shocking to me. And then having him go on social media and play with everyone's heartstrings and have him go, oh, have him go. Tonight I've wrestled Samoa Joe, but Jay also wrestled Eddie Guerrero. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, come on, that it was such a blow again. You're just you're just recovering from seeing him lose, and not only lose but getting passed out. In front of kids and his family and his wife, and then having him say some a sentimental thing like that, it's like oh, just a double whammy. And then with Eddie, it fucking sucks what they're doing with Eddie. I really like they're they're Eddie is so over. He was over in AEW. And they didn't do shit with him, and then they bring him over to fucking ROH. He's still over there. And they're the first time that they have a chance and have the reasonable and like the perfect chance to give him the world title because of, in all honesty, he should have won. They just don't. Eddie Kingston is ROH slash AEW's Bray Wyatt. He's all talk, 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 and then he gets in the ring and he's always booked to lose. He can never back it up. And that, that it's getting to the point where it's like, for me personally, it's hard to like you say that you feel like Eddie Kingston is going to win, but I feel mm -hmm. like it's gonna it's getting to the point where it's it's hard to even believe that it's hard to believe that Eddie Kingston is going to go into a feud and this be potentially be his last opportunity in having him win. It's it's getting to the point for me because I've seen so many opportunities 
where Eddie Kingston should have won a match or won a big match or won a title or won a feud in general, and they they just mm-hmm. don't do it. They continue to make Eddie Kingston look stupid and look pathetic. And Eddie Kingston is a he's a badass. Yeah. He's a he's a fucking crazy son of a bitch. And they're making him look like a fucking loser. I don't get it. I really hope that they do give Eddie Kingston the world title. Because in all honesty, as as much as Claudio is a ROH original, he I don't think he is ROH for good. That's why I he's he is AEW. He is AEW. That's why they took the pure title off of Shibata. Or uh, put it on Shibata, I should say. Yes. And took it off of Wheeler. Because Wheeler's not ROH. Wheeler's AEW. Yes. And it, it, this was the time to solidify your ROH roster. Samoa Joe, again, is also not ROH. Mark Briscoe will be. So this was the opportunity. This should have been the start of the new era of ROH where you had your champions of Eddie, Shibata, Mark Briscoe, uh, the new tag team champions, the Lucha Brothers. You had Athena as a women's champion. You have the Embassy as the sixth-person tag team match for the tag team champions. And then that's your new era of ROH. But now we have, in all honesty, we have still have two AEW roster members as ROH champions. And it's like we, we don't need ROH stuff cluttered onto AEW TV. And that's, they should have just, Supercard of Honor should have been the time to solidify the new era, and they just didn't. For for the most part, they didn't. Here's the other thing about it, too. Let's bring, I'm going to bring up the Mark thing one more time. Like, they had the moment where after he lost, and they had him walking backstage, and he was carrying the tag title, and he sat down just emotional as shit, like just dropped the title, sat down. In a, and they like asked him about the loss to Samoa Joe. And he says, like, he says, I let myself down. He goes, I let my family down. I let Jay's family down. I let my brother down. I'm like, dude, fucking more tugging at the fucking heartstrings moments. Like, holy shit. So, Justin, do you think if they're doing that, it's because they're going to have a ladder match, Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe, and then he's going to go reach for the sky, and then he's going to get that belt? Maybe, like, while I was listening to you guys, I it, it is, Jeremy, I said, like, verbatim what you just said, going into the show. Claudio has to lose, therefore Claudio is AEW. Wheeler has to lose, therefore he is AEW. Do I think Wheeler's going to lose to Shibata? No, but he's got to lose that belt, so he is AEW. Joe. I can fuck with Joe being ROH. I don't necessarily need Joe to be AEW. But should Joe be AEW? Yes. He, yes, he should. Um, the Lucha Brothers. It's okay if they're over there. They're not doing anything in AEW. They could be over there. So I did want Eddie, Mark, Lucha Brothers, Kingdom, and some capacity, the Lucha Brothers, to be the champions when it was all said and done to end the night. All it means is they're not completely sold on ROH being its own brand yet. And while six months ago I would have told you to fuck off and that's bullshit, now I'm actually okay with it 
because they're doing it their own product of television, so to speak, for it. So they're trying to invest and build it. So I'm cool with that. So build it up. Three months from now, have your next pay-per-view. Eddie wins. Maybe Mark beats Joe in a ladder match. You got your Lucha Bros over there. Athena, like you said. Now you have all your champions. The rest of them to go to AEW permanently. But, dude, we need to fucking separate these brands permanently. No more Claudio on Dynamite with the ROH title. No, 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 no. Eddie's over there, ROH title. Claudio, go do BCC things. And the four of them are finally together. And I had to do that AE Dynamite show by myself because I told the boys at the Bloodline Entertainment Network that I will fulfill that duty and I will get that done WrestleMania week. I did it at like one in the morning, so I didn't even invite you guys on because I was like, shit, I'm going to pound this out at one in the morning. I don't know what they're doing. It's too late. But we can also make that another topic. The BCC have not been together, the four of them yet. Fuck it. I'm going to ask you guys. I'm curious about it now. Let's talk. They're together. How many times have we complained? Claudio, Mox, Brian, Yuta have never been together. Ever, ever, ever been together. Finally, they're together. Get rid of those belts. The ROH, pure, gone. Title needs to be gone. The four of them are together. What do you think about this BCC elite thing, Jeremy? It was awesome. The 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 segment on Dynamite with uh, Brian's music hitting, and they're like, "Oh, oh, it's Brian!" And he's come. He comes down. He's he's way. He's like getting getting mocks and Claudio and Wheeler away. That he's just like, "What are you guys doing? Come on, guys! This isn't how we do things." And then he's just like, "All right, now now that I got everyone into position, I'm just gonna go into the corner. Wait, 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 and bam!" <laughs> He fucking wailed Kenny with that knee. He got every single little bit of that. And then the beatdown afterwards was chef's kiss. Perfect. Perfection. The whole thing, it's it wasn't exactly how I booked it. I wish they would have went to his house and fucking smacked the shit out of him. <laughs> I still got it. I gotta admit that it was still fucking great. It was it was everything that I expected it to be and i'm just glad that the four of them are finally together and we could start this build yeah because i didn't think brian was going to be with them and you did say go to their house go to his house smack the fuck out of him and do it and i was like yeah okay fucking whatever yeah good great call dude justin just fucking excited are you kidding that shit was awesome holy hell like when they surrounded kenny and Brian's music hit, I go, okay. I'm like, oh, shit, it's Brian. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. He comes out and is just like, hold on, guys. Wait a second. We don't we don't roll this way. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I don't know there, guys. I don't trust Brian. I'm a little sketched out by him. But he just keeps, like, going, don't worry. It's like, we don't roll this way. I don't know what the hell you guys are doing. Just go. Just go. And I'm like, all right. So, Brian's undecided right now. Psych. Never mind. He goes in the fucking corner, hits the flying fucking knee, locks Kenny in the freaking LaBelle lock. I'm like, this is fucking epic. I love it. Like, again, yeah, fucking awesome. Like, you can't get any better than that. Yes, would it have been fucking cool to watch them go over to Brian's house right in front of the freaking, right right in front of Bree and slap shit out of him a couple times? Like, we need you. Get your ass up. Come back. Just 
what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, it would have been fucking awesome. But no, he made up his mind, and we got all four freaking combat club, because I refuse to call them Blackpool Combat Club, because the Blackpool doesn't exist anymore. Combat club back together, and it's going to be epic. I can't wait to see what the hell the freaking elite's going to have planned for this. Like, again, I don't know what the hell can really happen with the story now with one buck being injured, but now... It's a great part of the story. You can bring it... Oh, well, I didn't even think... Well, it literally just popped in my head. Didn't think about it till now. Who's tougher than a buck? That's a Kesta. All right. You would easily bring in Taki to replace one of those pussy bucks and make that elite side far fucking better, dude. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. But everything you guys have said, fucking big, big, big facts. We've wanted this. We've wanted this for six months. Never been on screen together. More importantly, the four on four. I thought it was going to be three on three and that was going to be orgasmic. Oh, we could get four on four. How? How? Brian's not going to... Brian always came out the heel tunnel, but Brian's not an actual heel. Brian came out the heel tunnel on Dynamite and then went full heel. And all this means is we can get Brian versus Kenny one-on-one. We can get the, the six-man with fucking um, Mox, Yuta, and Claudio against the Bucks and Hangman. We can get some variation of a tag match. There is so much that we can get out of this. Brian says... As great as Brian is as a face, he is deadly as a heel. Yes. He is deadly. And it's not Mox. Mox is not the ringleader of this faction. It's it's Brian. I was at the show when Brian jumped out of the crowd and said, Mox, we can fight or we could be one. And Mox said, okay, bitch, fight me. So then they fought and then they became one. That's when Regal came out, smacked, smacked, which was dope. <laughs> They fucking did the thing with Yuta. Brian got hurt. They brought Claudio in. Four of them never got together. Finally, what's bigger than John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castanoli, and Wheeler Yuta at this point, okay, against Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, and the Young Bucks. And you got the drama of Don Callis trying to make sure that Kenny separates himself from the elites because Don wants Kenny to go singles because Don wants Kenny to go get more singles gold. So what if Don is setting up fucking Kenny this whole time? Not setting up Kenny, but setting up Kenny's friends. Maybe what? I can't take credit for this night. I forget where I heard it. I think it was Ivan. I want to say it was Ivan. But what if Don Callis is actually working with the BCC and he's like, with them and he's trying to take them out i said i don't think so because i think don Callis just wants kenny to go singles because don Callis like is infatuated with kenny omega the way paul Heyman is infatuated with roman reigns so i think that he just wants kenny to go singles and that's why he's trying to take out his friends but we got layers to the story and we got matches that could intertwine in this story and it is fucking awesome AEW is killing it with their stories right now you got this. You got the women's story that's still compelling. You got the fucking the pillars in the world championship. Everything that Jungle Boy and MJF did this past week was awesome. The Jungle Boy match with Matt Hardy was whatever. But Jungle Boy Jack Perry caught his best promo of his career after that match with Matt Hardy. When MJF came out and talked to shit, they went back and forth. He fucking hit about MJF being single again, whatever. He's MJF said, 
you're like the only guy in this locker room that I respected. I went up to you after our match and said, you could be it. And he said, what? I could be you. I could be a fucking piece of shit, a lonely cocksucker for the rest of my fucking life. No fucking thank you. And then MJF goes, oh, well, I did talk to your girlfriend, Anna J, Anna J backstage, and she, she said, uh, you're a little between the legs or some shit. And I was like, oh, my God. And then Jack just goes to town on his ass. Boom. Then you go to next week. You have Darby Allen do the same thing. You have Dar- I think it's actually Sammy's match. So I forgot who Sammy's fighting, but you have Sammy beat whoever he does. Then you have MJF come out and you do the exact same thing. And you're like, why do you want repetitiveness, Tim? And I said this on the Dynamite Watch or the Dynamite After Show, but it was at one in the morning. I don't think many people seen it, so I'll say it again. But why do you want repetitiveness? It's not repetitiveness, all right? It's not the same bullshit fucking trials and tribulations of MJF. It is MJF coming out and talking to Jungle Boy Jack one-on-one, bitch. And then it's Sammy does his thing, and he comes out. He does one-on-one to Sammy. I beat you how many times, Sammy? How many times? And then Sammy cuts the promo of his life, okay, after wrestling a banger of a match. And then the following week, okay, the following week, Darby does the same thing. And then Darby cuts the promo of his career, which actually Darby just cut the promo of his career when they did the four pillar thing because that was phenomenal. I mean, Chris said it first, then me. I agree. Chris said Callis can be the next man. Yes, exactly. Like I said, not taking credit at all. Chris, the director, circle of debate. Check it out. Got the man, dude. Yes, that's a great call. Callis could definitely be involved with the BCC for sure. I don't necessarily think he is because that dude is obsessed with Kenny Omega, obsessed. I just think he's trying to get Kenny just to go solo by himself. But I digress. I'm so very excited for everything that has to do with this BCC story, yes. this four pillar story, because again, it'll be the Sammy thing. Sammy and I, I said it earlier, Sammy and Takeshka just wrestled a match on Rampage. Go back and watch it. I forget who Sammy's wrestling on Dynamite this week, but I guarantee MJF comes out. Well, it's. It's the uh, it's the MJF show since this is Long Island this week. It's another MJF celebration. So I still think it confronts Sammy, and then I think it's the same to Darby, and then we get the announcement of the Fatal 4 way at the pay-per-view, which I'm down with. We got the women's story, the Elite, the versus the BCC story. I'm excited. I'm very excited with AEW. Uh, we got a couple more minutes. You, uh, well, I'm going to give one more topic. We'll do a coin flip. It's going to go to... Heads or tails, Justin? What do you call? Tails. It was heads. Jeremy, one more topic and we're riding out. What do you got? All right. Uh, uh, I was debating on two different things. I was debating on either between stand and deliver as a whole or specifically the Edge and Balor Hell in a Cell match. Do you guys want to collaborate between the two of you guys and put your heads together, figure it out? (laughs) (laughs) uh, I think I'm going to go with Stand and Deliver Love it Good topic The show overall Was fucking fantastic Maybe one or two matches That weren't Weren't all that great Like we had the, the Tag team triple threat match for the men's yeah. tag team title where it wasn't awesome. all that great. Yeah. And you had the women's tag team title match, which wasn't 
terrible, but it, again, it wasn't like it, it was. It was exactly what you kind of expected it to be. But then you, you had uh, the the NXT or the NXT North American Title uh, Five Pack Challenge, which was fucking amazing. I had it second on my top five of the weekend. You had Grayson Waller and Johnny. Also, it was so fucking brutal all over the place. So much fun. You had the, the women's six-pack ladder match. All all six women, seven if you technically count J.C. Jane. They all showed out. They all impressed. Shout-outs to Tiffany Stratton for taking that fucking bump. And for the people on the outside, fucking catch her. Well, yeah. There's there no reason why we're worried about her fucking breaking her tailbone because the three of them, I think it was Roxanne, Lyra, and Zoe were in a triangle formation and didn't fucking scoot closer in so they could catch her and leave Did us. Did you hear that thud? It was uh... yeah. That those fucking screams of pain were real. Like they were. You could tell that she was like, oh, fuck. Ow. She fucking dove head first from the top of a goddamn ladder. And the three people on the outside were like, <laughs> like what? how is that your first idea is to leave a space in between the three of you? I don't get it. But it was still a fucking fantastic match. And I mentioned it before, but Braun and Mello, it was really hyped up. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. It it really underdelivered. And with the with the match or the, the the segment that happened on NXT, I think it was on purpose. Because clearly they're building for another match. And clearly it's going to have a lot more heat now and it's going to I feel like their second match is going to be a lot a lot better than their first one because the first one just felt like a normal match they would have on NXT. Like, it just felt like a match they would show on a Tuesday and not the main event on the night or the the evening before night one of WrestleMania. Like, it, it didn't feel like that caliber of match. It didn't feel like the caliber of match that everyone expected Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes to put on in the main event of NXT's biggest show of the year. It was still good, but it wasn't the caliber that everyone expected it to be. Yeah. Would you have done this Braun heel turn previous to this a couple of weeks before to make the match more juicy? I Yeah. Instead of having Braun Breaker be like, you, you know, I'm just really looking forward to this match, Carmelo. Uh, we came in together and I'm, I was, I'm looking forward to this match. Like it, it realistically, it didn't have much heat to the feud. It just felt like two people like it, Basically, it was just two people going into a, a match that they've both been waiting to have. But it's also like there's not much substance to that besides everyone's expectations. And mm -hmm. everyone's expectations didn't live up to the actual match itself. And oh yeah, now, now that there's uh, designated roles with now Braun Breaker being the new heel and Mello playing the the face in the situation, I feel like it's going to be a much better compelling match 
and it's going to be a lot more competitive. I love how you made Something. Mr. Rogers a little bit. I was <laughs> yeah, I was expecting you to go like full Scott Steiner because every time I hear Braun Breaker talk, all I think about is Scott. So much like Me too. It just sounds like Scott. All you had to get was Carmelo Hayes. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna whip your ass and take back my NXT championship. Like, you know, they say all men are created equal, but when you look at me and Samoa Joe, you know that ain't the case. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, would you say that this feud is very reminiscent of AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura when he won the Royal Rumble? Yes. It had that whole vibe of just, I really respect you and I can't wait to fight you. And that was the gist of what we're going to go off of. It's like you needed to solidify your heel and face dynamic here. Clearly, Braun Breaker's been getting booed. Carmelo's been fucking beloved. Same thing with what was going on with Shinsuke and AJ. Clearly, it was, again, face-face dynamic the entire time because, again, everybody was really kind of behind both of them. But at the end, you got your face and heel dynamic when Shinsuke hit him right below the fucking belt. Mm -hmm. Right now, we finally got that with a Braun Breaker turn. Again, now he can feed off of that crowd instead of having to, you know, just sit there and be like, why are they booing me? I don't understand. Now it's just, let him fucking boo me. I'm going to break Carmelo Hayes in half and I'm taking back my NXT title. Like, let's fucking go. I want to see heel Braun. That's fucking dope. Again, NXT Stand and Deliver was fucking awesome. I enjoyed the shit out of the show. Again, yes, the main event was massively hyped. And I still thought it was good. It just was like, it just didn't like compare to the hype they gave it at first to me. I just felt like there was more hype for it. And then it's like, we delivered a good match, but it's like, it wasn't at that same level as the hype was. But everything else, basically, yeah, the NXT women's tag titles, it's just about as bad as the main roster women's tag team titles. I don't need to go into that whole debacle because I get tired of having to talk about that whole nonsense because we understand how bad it is. Other than that, like basically what the rest of the show kicked ass women's ladder match was fucking fantastic. Yes. Again, why didn't anybody catch Tiffany? Let's just have her splat because that's yeah. fucking. But other than that, Again, having Indy get that moment. She was the surprise. I didn't even freaking understand that she... I didn't even expect that she was going to win that. Mm. But you know what? In the end, having Dexter show up and help her win that and boost her up to win that title, like, hell. That was a fucking awesome moment. And then you get the continuation of that whole moment after Johnny beats Grayson Waller. That match was fucking awesome. Again, Grayson Waller looked fantastic there. Johnny is fantastic. The two of them beat the shit out of each other. Grayson Waller's back looked like fucking hamburger meat, for Christ's <laughs> sake. It was nuts. And then you get the wedding reunion on the freaking stage, which was fantastic. You got the Fatal Five Way, which fucking awesome. I love all five of those guys. They kick ass. It's just like the show was fucking awesome. Fuck. Everything Justin said times two plus I want to give props to Axiom, Tiffany Stratton. Again, the moment from Dexter Loomis lifting Indy up, the Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller match was fucking to die for. 
the Fatal Five Way, the women's ladder match, the moment after Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss, as my boy Devin would say. That moment, it's all about moments, WrestleMania weekend. That moment was ridiculous. And again, that's why Cody should have had his moment to end <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> to give us one last satisfying moment to end WrestleMania weekend. It's Pyro, fireworks, after gave the belt to Brody Jr. After he held Liberty up. Oh, kissing Brandy. Could he be John Cena? I don't know. But could he be close with Brandy and the little baby? Son of Dusted Baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> daddy. Call it a sleeper, daddy. Call it a sleeper. Yep, he did. He said it was the way it was, it was ended, daddy. Yes, yes, he did. And I, I agree. I thought it was going to be Roxanne, Cora, Zoe, Tiffany. I got like four people. <laughs> but I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this WrestleMania weekend from ROH Stand and Deliver, or from, yeah, right, from ROH Supercard of Honor to NXT Stand and Deliver to night one of WrestleMania, which was my favorite night doing the watch along with my boys in JD. And it was just, again, incredible from the showcase to Logan and Seth to Dom and Ray to Rhea and Charlotte, to the tag team title match. That shit was absolutely an incredible night. WrestleMania night two, whatever. Raw, woof. Vince selling the company, woof. Vince being back, woof. But, you know, it wasn't woof. This fucking night altogether. NXT tonight, banger-ass fucking night. Court Jade's back to go after Indy Hartwell. Braun Breaker fucking heel turn. Let's go. We ended WrestleMania weekend on a huge high note with NXT. We ended WrestleMania weekend on a huge high note right here on the Tim King Show. Right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And really, boys, as much as it's all about individuals, it's all about the Bloodline Entertainment Network. So put your ones up for the Bloodline Entertainment Network. It's everything you want. Monday through Friday. Monday through Saturday. Monday through Sunday. Sunday through Saturday. How does the week work? I'm trying to figure out how the week works. I'm not too sure. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Let me tell you how the week works. Whether it's Sunday through Saturday or it's Monday through Sunday, we got shows one time, two times, three times, four times even a night. The Bloodline Entertainment Network, whether it's sports, whether it's wrestling, whether it's entertainment, we are here for you. So hit that like, hit that subscribe. Other videos, go back, hit that, hit that like. But most importantly, hit that subscribe to the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And for me... I don't need to be selfish, but it's all about bloodlinenetwork.com. Bloodlinenetwork.com. Sports, wrestling, entertainment, whatever your needs are, get on that website. And we're just like on the precipice of getting started with it all. Like we just started just getting our podcasts on there, getting our drafts on there, getting Brett's top tens on there. But now we're just getting rolling. We got all this stuff. Plus, TK's getting rolling with his power rankings. I got my I got my WWE power rankings on there. I'm going to do weekly power rankings for WWE. Separating NXT. Doing AE dub. 
I thought about ROH, but it's just like dark at the end of the day. I can't really bring myself to do an ROH power ranking. Sorry. And Impact is good. It's good programming, but I can't. But if you want weekly power rings for WWE, Raw, and SmackDown combined, NXT, AW, get on that website. Streets, my boy Streets, Roto Slippers, right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. You can find it every Monday night with Big Texas Ranger and Saturday nights with your boy TK doing football talk. But get on the website. He just put together a top 300 overall fantasy baseball rankings. In addition to that, I separate. he separated it out. I won't take credit. He did first base, second base, shortstop, third base, outfield. I put together this nasty, beautiful-looking fucking page on the website. Full rankings, dude. Everything's got a page. You want first base ranking, second base, shortstop, third base, outfield, starting pitcher, relief pitchers. Get on there. You can get nine different tabs, all of your different fantasy baseball ranking needs. And if you think that's just it, just wait till fantasy football starts, dude. Your boy, streets, rankings for days, power rankings. We're going to start getting news articles. Bakley's weekly bet slips for MMA. Bakley just put together a bet slip for fucking WrestleMania. It was dope. We have so much amazing content. Independent wrestling results. Regular wrestling results. Movie trailers are coming. Anime stuff's coming. I'm telling you. BloodlineNetwork.com. We are just about to hit our stride. Hit our stride. If you like fantasy wrestling, just think about hitting that Bloodline Network up. That's it. BloodlineNetwork.com. Simon goes, Banger Mania. Oh, yeah. Such good stuff. Such good stuff. Oh. No, we love you, man. Mr. President, you are the man, dude. Ivan was there at WrestleMania all weekend. Had a fucking blast. It was great to see his videos and pictures. Boys, I love you guys so absolute much. Where can the people find you, Justin, Jeremy? You can follow me on Twitter at JeremyTime721. You can follow me on Twitter at JustinTime211. Again, End Time Wrestling Podcast. Find it. Give it a listen. Right now, you just got to listen to old episodes. Again, crazy stuff going on here. A lot of personal stuff. It's actually kind of been getting a little worse right now. But again, keeping my mind off of everything by hanging with the fam every time. It absolutely keeps my head right right now. And I love you guys. Thank you for having us on the show when you can. Thank you to everybody who's had us on their show. You know, you guys are the greatest. We love you guys. No, you guys are the best, dude. I absolutely love you guys. Go check out Justin. He's going to be on World Elite on Thursday. Right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, we have so much content coming this week. Tomorrow night, we are fully fucking loaded. De Niro! De Niro is back tomorrow night. I, I, I can't wait for him. I cannot wait for him to be back, man. Uh, he is the absolute best. We love De Niro, dude. Cannot wait to see what you got coming for us tomorrow night. Nick's going to be back sooner than later. I think I don't got the schedule in front of me. Damn, I'm butchering this shit. I'm so sorry, boys. Out of here is definitely going to be this week. I feel like out of here is going to be Thursday night because that's it's usual time slot. But I don't know if there's going to be a UW pod dropping. Nick does such great things with the Universal Wrestling Podcast and out of here. I'm just not sure when he's dropping it this week. But keep it tuned on the Bloodline Entertainment Network on Twitter at the Bloodline ENT. And on Instagram, we will keep you posted with our schedule for sure. But De Niro will be back Wednesday for sure. We're going to have out of here for sure. Nick's going to be dropping an episode of the UW Pod for sure. There will be an episode of Circle of Debate this weekend for sure. Clarkson will be here Friday night at 9.45. Top of Wrestling will be here Friday at 7.30. Plus... Plus, I don't know. 
maybe tomorrow night at nine o'clock, you'll see your boy Central Standard Time and maybe a couple other guests doing an AEW Dynamite review from nine to ten Central Standard Time tomorrow night. A couple peeps are around. Uh, well, your boy will definitely be here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network doing that. We'll see if I got a guest or two. And um, other than that, Thursday for sure, right here. We got WrestleBread, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Make sure you check out JD on WrestleBread. We're going to be fucking killing the game, episode 181. Definitely doing WrestleMania uh, review on top of everything else. And that's it. It's a monstrosity of a week right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. So get at it. Check us out. Give it a like. Give it a follow. For everyone who tuned in, for everyone who watched, everyone who listened, to my boys, Justin, Jeremy, I love you guys. Thank you so much to my Bloodline brothers and my sister. I will throw my ones up. My Cody didn't win, but I guess there's another day, right? It is what it is. Love you all. We'll see you tomorrow night. We. Out.